0: Log Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and cool, step right up. Behind this curtain line, the ghastly concoction of delight.
1: Welcome to the Order. And welcome back. We are here for an all-new episode of Talking Terror. Tonight we're going to be going way back to 1948 to discuss the Charles Burton film Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein. That is the ghoul geek Keith's pick for this week. And without further ado, I want to bring him on the bold, the beautiful, the avid Tobacostello, the, the Gool Keith.
2: Hello, 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 everybody. What is going on tonight?
1: Welcome back, Gool. Excited to talk about your pick later on in the show. How have you been?
2: I have been sick, man It's a real drag I've got like some kind of chest congestion thing, dude So if I sound a little weird It's because I'm either choking on a cough drop Or choking on my own phlegm Pretty gross stuff But aside from that I am uh, I am alive and well and existing As per always
1: He has risen For another episode of the show And we're also joined by the psychotic Simeon himself Fresh out of that
0: cage The Mad Monkey <laughs> <laughs>
3: hey there fart fans This is your maniacal mad monkey Broadcast to you live From the Drunken Monkey Rehabilitation Clinic Here are my lovely co-hosts for another Fun-filled, fright-filled episode of Talking Terror
0: Hi Thank monkey. You, monkey
3: Hi goo. Hi king
0: How Hi do you think monkey you tonight?
1: <laughs> So good, so good So fresh, so good uh, we are not going to be joined by, once again, the Demonic Doctor, as schedules kind of don't allow him to be on tonight. So hopefully he'll be on later on in the show to at least tell us what his pick is for next week because we do need one. Uh, so until that point happens, we're going to carry on without him because there's something I wanted to kick off the show with before I get into anything.
0: Uh, carry on. Gould, you met son. somebody. <laughs> you <laughs>
1: <laughs> carry on, as we will. Thank you, Kansas. Um, don't want to put that song on because it might get sued for copyright infringement. But anyway, we um, met somebody, Ghoul.
0: because
2: covers are okay.
1: Just
0: kidding. <laughs> yeah, no.
1: <laughs> Friday, Ghoul, you met somebody that's pretty iconic to all of us, I think, at FYE in Woodbridge. Who is that person, and what was it like?
2: Bickety bam, bitches. I got to meet none other than Kevin. <laughs> Fucking Smith, man. What a week I had last week with the Viewer's Universe. You know, first off, went to the uh, the <laughs> Chain Silent Bob reboot on Tuesday. Uh, the Fathom event. Got a poster. Got a cool pin. Got to see an awesomely hysterical movie. <laughs> Funny stuff. Highly suggest you see it. Um, you know, they're doing a very... Uh, Very interesting release structure for the film. It's not just getting like a wide release or anything like that. They're doing a live road show um, where Mm -hmm. you can sit in, watch the movie with, you know, with Kevin Smith and Jay Muse, you know, Jay and Silent Bob themselves, and uh, they'll do a Q and A session afterwards. And then in that market the movie will release within a few days after that. So, like, uh, they did the live event uh, in, on Saturday in Asbury Park. Um, after that event, now the movie itself is going to be releasing in the local theaters around here on Friday. And, you know, it'll be in the theaters after that. So it'll be in uh, the Monmouth Mall movie theater and the Route, uh, Route 1 movie theater up in New Brunswick, the New Brunswick 18 or whatever it's called. So anyway, though, my buddy John, okay, poor John, who had told me about the posters that they were giving out for the the Fathom event, which I got, but then he got there and wasn't able to get one. John then texts me at about I don't know 10 10:30 in the morning on Friday, and is like, Hey, dude, did you see this? And lo and behold, Kevin Smith had texted out that he was or, or tweeted that he was going to be at the Woodbridge Center Mall. At the FYE from 5 to 6 o'clock, you know, doing a meet and greet signings, all that fun stuff. Um, You know me. I'm Mm -hmm. fucking lazy. I went home (laughs) and fell asleep. And I was like, yeah, you know What? what, it sounds like a cool thing, but... I you know I just I just don't know if I I got off early it was like one one thirty something like that there were too many hours in between for me to go and do like it, I had no other option what else was I gonna do I'm gonna sit home and then I gotta wait to leave and I was just like nah I'm not gonna do that but then I woke up at about four thirty and with a little bit of coaxing from the ghoul girl and a little bit of coaxing from my my friend Louie, who was there who was like Keith. Get your ass moving, I'm number seventy five or so online If you get here, you're gonna easily get in on this thing and bam, i uh got there, and yep uh all you had to do was like uh purchase either a funko or a t shirt or one of the movies and you get to to meet Kevin, you know, you get a wrist wristband, you get on another line and you know sit there and wait on and chat with people and and all that fun stuff made. A lot of cool friends there, one of which was named Kevin. So, hi, Kevin, if you happen to be listening. He's a horror fan, actually. He was telling me about the New Jersey Horror Con and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I've been there. It's actually a part of it <laughs> many of times. Uh, but he went to the latest one, which we haven't been down to the Atlantic City version of it yet. So, uh, where we are hoping to finally make it to that one this uh, this spring. But regardless, yeah, so finally, I'm taking like this, this real short story and making it so fucking long. Um... After waiting online, all these chats, jokes, laughs, giggles, all that. Like, oh, my buddy Louie, who was way ahead of me, I'm like yelling out to him, like, make sure you don't forget to show him your tattoo, you know, and have him sign your ass cheek. Um, you know, finally, there's the, the man himself standing like right in front of me, you know, the one and only, it's Kevin Smith, man. And, you know, he greeted everybody very warmly, very sincerely. You know, I just I just looked him straight in the face, and I was like, dude... I was like, I can't even tell you how influential and important you are to my teenage years from 94 on, from seeing Clerks on to just seeing the reboot on Tuesday. Every one of your films has just meant so much to me. And he just looked at me and just, as again, as sincerely as he could possibly say, he just said, he's like, dude, that means everything to me, what you said right there. He's like, that, that's why I do this. You know, and he gave me another big hug. We took, you know, took a couple of pictures. I uh, got two of uh, those Funko toys of uh, Plunt Man and Chronic, you know, one of which Donovan now has as his uh, birthday present, uh, which, you know, I figured, okay, look, which is funny. I went into this week saying, shit, man, I ain't got no money and I got no present for my kid. He's going to be 21. And now the kid's got a, you know, a one-of-a-kind Blum Man" and "Chronic" autographed by Kevin frickin' Smith himself. So you know what? There you go, kid. <laughs> Happy birthday! <laughs> have one on yeah. me, since I can't have one yeah. with you. Um, and yeah, so so that was that, man. And the uh, the reboot road show is going along very well. Uh, I know they were in Chicago. I think they were in Detroit. And they are. Uh, again, like I said, get out there. Go do it, man. I'm waiting for them to come around. Oh yeah, the other big big news from uh, from the Azure Park show. They are opening on the third store of the Quick Stop stores. So, if you were looking hmm, at the okay. building, Quick Stop is all the way to your left. RSV Video in the movies was the one right next to it. And then there mm-hmm. was another building to the right.
0: Mm-hmm. They
2: are under construction right now, and they are making that a smod castle. Okay, so
0: okay. they are uh, going uh, what?
2: to be. Showing uh Smod castle they did this in California. they do like movie showings, they do uh, like uh, live broadcasts of the podcasts and stuff like that from the Smod, uh, the Smod network and all that. Um, yeah, they're going to also end the, ro- the reboot road show is going to end there for okay. its grand opening. So I am, you know, that I have to keep on and then hopefully be able to get myself a ticket. I would love to, to get in on that. That's going to be a nice, small, intimate intimate setting, I think, for, uh, for that film, you know, with them and the Q&A session and everything. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of tears, a lot of, a lot of fun, man. Bringing it back to where it all started, going back to Leonardo, New Jersey, man. I had a girlfriend, she lived right down the fucking block of the place.
0: Big <laughs> stops right
2: down the road You like, ever see Clerks? I'm like yeah it's Right there I'm like,
0: Holy shit
1: That <laughs> <laughs> is a, a great story and, and Kevin Smith means a lot To, to me and you and, and the monkey as well So the fact that you got to meet him Say that to him
0: and Get
1: some great pictures up there in the Talking Terror Facebook page As well uh, Just kind of as a move That it happen
3: Yeah yeah, and dude, it's just that picture of you and <clears throat> Kevin Smith just hugging it, and it just looks like he's giving you, like, it looks like just a genuine hug between friends. Like, it doesn't look like, you know, fake Hollywood hug or anything like It, it looks like a real embrace, you know, of him actually, you know, both of you just saying thank you to each other.
0: Again,
2: I, uh, I've i met a lot of, you know, celebrities over the years from the show, from from conventions, things like that and you know i don't i don't think i've really ever met one that i can, oh that's not true um i was going to say who was a complete asshole no i've met i've met at least two um but for the most <laughs> part they're always very courteous they're always very nice you know very rare is it that you feel like somebody is only there because you know hey i'm getting paid and well you know move along move along yeah, the, the the only person i could compare kevin's demeanor too in a way would be when King, you and I met Robert England and how oh, yeah. getting in the yep. room watching him engaging with everybody and seeing how friendly he was with everybody and how to him you know meeting the fans is almost as much a gift as it is for the fans to meet him like that yeah. that's everything you know what I mean when you meet one of these people like they when they understand how much you mean how much they mean to you but yet you can see in them how much more you actually mean to them. That that's an awesome dynamic for, for anybody of that caliber to have.
1: Mhm. And Monkey, did you feel that way when you met last guest? I know how big of a <laughs> hero he was to you growing up with the last Starfighter. I mean, did oh, you get that man. same kind of feel?
3: Yeah. Um uh, not really. I, I, I got it, it kind of like it was, you know, I hate to say it, it was a little bit of a move along, but also, I was extremely scary to talk to in that particular moment, as you can attest to, King, because I wouldn't say anything, and then you put me in the back saying, <laughs> <laughs> no, and then he literally poked me in the back, going, Talk, monkey, talk. And then I started talking and I was like y- yelling at Lance <laughs> yes. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's what happened. Because, yeah, I, I can attest to that because the monkey, he was talking somewhat. He was making noises, but it seemed like Lance honestly wanted to hear what he had to say because it looked like he was going to say some fucking profound shit. And then he's like, I liked your movie. And he's like, Great. Anything else? No, no. sir. I'm like, Dude, fucking, you know, the fucking movie. Like, how much does it mean to you? Talk to hell with him Don't let the, the moment <sighs> escape And he's like Oh it did It meant, it meant so
2: much sir <laughs> You know what
0: he It's funny one you one say one. it
2: But I've just been seeing These episodes Of the Goldbergs And like I can almost Picture this Like whenever Adam Kisses What's her face The uh Jackie you know, he just says whatever random thing comes to mind each time. He's like, "Oh, now oh, yeah. far away? Yes, thank you.
0: Engines away. Yes, and, please." Yeah. <laughs>
3: Very much like yeah. that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah, wasn't
3: the most grateful thing in that moment. But,
0: but he definitely did <laughs> okay. seem
1: genuinely happy to meet him and to actually hear what he had to say. Like he wasn't like, "All right, here's your autograph. Get on." No, he sat there and he listened to the, what the monkey had to say. It was stuttering for a while, but. Once I started talking about Starfighter and the reboot, like it was just it was on, and it was it was nice to see Monkey meet a hero, and him not be a complete asshole.
3: So you didn't get Zach Galif. Yeah, Alleyans, it was man. cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's cool when
1: you get to meet somebody okay, like the, that, like Kevin Smith. Hmm. The king
0: gets to witness well, like, things like this
2: because because the king also got to witness me enter a complete and utter babbling mode yeah. of, uh, upon meeting Velvet Sky, you know, yeah, it was great.
1: It's
0: normally,
2: great. yeah, normally you, you hear me, I talk. And when I get nervous, I talk even more. And yet at this point, it was just, yeah, nope.
0: Yeah, sure. There was no words. Uh-huh. There was sound.
1: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, Oh my God, no it's words. so good to meet you. And you're like, uh, yep, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, thank you. Uh, I like Star Trek, and I like Star Wars. So it's like, oh, cool, cool. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> do. Thank you. chucky. Uh, in, in, Indiana Jones.
0: I right <laughs> <laughs> <You> know, because
1: <laughs> she was just like a sexy Chucky, and you know? I was like, that probably didn't help at all <laughs> in trying to figure out what he wants to say. But yeah, it was great seeing the, the mumbling uh, uh, ghoul who's normally very composed and he meets people. <laughs>
0: mm. <laughs> it, it happened. Yeah. I have no shame. But we, yeah.
1: No, I mean, we even met Ginger Lynn, I think, at the same convention, and you were a little bit more composed even there, even though she was trying to be as oh. out there as she could with what she had to say.
2: Composed? What are you talking <laughs> about? I told her we were going to go onto the table and screw. No, there was no composure. I was just trying to get in her pants, man. She gave me a
1: fucking. You were all about holiday. it. We like, I was like, all right, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> I'm going to go over here now. Hang out by the Frankenstein statue. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
0: see you in ten. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I'm like,
2: I will tag your old ass. It's okay. I know you're a little yeah, baggy. You you're, a little baggy. You're, you're a little thicker than, than you were back in the panty raid days, but it's 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 Ginger Lynn. How could you not?
1: It's a legend. I mean, yeah. how could Captain he? Captain
2: Spalding fucked her.
1: Yeah, and she should have paid him. <laughs> i love that scene and reject so all right so moving on from that uh you guys are caught up on ahs 1984 correct the latest episode red dawn
0: wolverine yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) well uh, all right so i have
1: some thoughts on it but i wanted to start with the goal what were your thoughts on that episode where we actually get to see dawn coming in this episode where the morning comes
2: let monkey go, cause I just did all this talking, man.
3: Monkey <laughs> That's go. true. I, I should monkey say
1: monkey. Uh, uh,
3: again, I'm just surprised at how the show just keeps delivering, the episode after episode, man. I'm I'm just having a great time on this, but it's like for the stuff that happens in this episode, you know, we we get weird ass shit, and we uh, start to get some purgatory storyline going on.
0: Go six. Yeah,
3: but um. And I was just really thrown off, though, because the way the episode ended, I was like, man, they, that seems like that would have been the perfect way to end the series. And where are they going to go from here?
1: Yeah, we still got three episodes. Mm-hmm, yeah. Absolutely. Where, where <laughs>
3: indeed. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I like Yeah. Go ahead, Monkey. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, the only thing I can think of is that they're going to – Um, finish up the storyline about Donna, um, you know, finish up the story story storyline about, uh, Xavier, um, and, (laughs) and Brooke, (laughs) um, you know, just keep keep it up their storylines because they're still alive and they've now gone off to other places. So maybe they're just going to tie up their loose ends for the story, (laughs) but it just, you know, I was like, sorry, uh. Oh, shit, that's right, that's right. Ah, oh, that's right. So, Oh, man, that's right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you mean Margaret and Brooke? Because they are the yeah. two survivors. Mm. Yeah, I can see that because they did have the preview. I mean, I guess you missed it, but they do have a post on Facebook uh, where they do show where they're going to go uh, with the episode being that they're ghosts. So, yeah, we do get some ghost bone zone action <clears> with Brooke
0: <laughs> basically having sex <laughs> with Ray.
1: Um, so she has her first time. Up.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: um, we, we get our demise of Jingles at the hands of Xavier, who shoots him fucking Robin Hood style with some bow and arrows. Um, I took that to totally by the
3: 13th thing.
1: It, it was cool. Liked it. Uh, Chet meeting his demise in the boat, Godfather 2 style. You know, just very much right over the boat, and he's dead. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, we get Dawn finally in this fucking story, where Dawn's finally here, the kids are coming. And we get the kids rolling up in the bus with Brooks straddling Dakota and stabbing her the fuck to death.
0: And that's how the kids are greeted. Hey, kids, welcome to Camp Redwood. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, let's roll the fuck out.
1: And we'll do the Friday the 13th part four thing with the cops and have the investigation. They found the head in the fridge. You know, they're doing an investigation. We have Margaret. Say this is the thing, and I wanted to get the ghoul's perspective on it. We have Margaret as a survivor. She sees Brooke being arrested. uh, Not arrested, but being detained. She stabs herself in the leg and wimps out saying she did it. She went crazy. She killed everybody. But at the same time, she could have said Jingles did it too because his body's still there. You know, so she could have easily said he escaped, he killed everybody. So why frame Brooke unless she just figures, fuck it, why not? I framed somebody else once so I can do it again.
0: Wait, though. Wait, 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 wait.
2: <laughs> Jingles' body shouldn't still be there.
3: Yeah. His because he's is there, but, he's but his body is. No, but he's, he's been, been resurrected told us told the, the
2: same way Ramirez was.
1: Oh, uh, you so know what? what? You're right. I didn't fucking think of that. He's been full-body yeah. resurrected.
2: She can't blame Jingles. All she but can she do is go again. No, no, she did not. But, but yeah, no, she just went. She went the route she went the last time. You know, she saw somebody getting arrested and went with it. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Mar- Margaret the twisted little bitch. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of agree with the monkey in the in the way they ended this. Really felt like it should have been like the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Though I'm kind of yeah. glad it's not because it really seems like an interesting place to. I really want to see what they're gonna do, especially because tonight's episode is the hundredth episode. So yep. it kind of has even all that much more impact in that this is, you know, the century mark for them, plus it's now the seventh episode in the, or the sixth episode in this season.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And what we do see as well, as with Ray, you know, kind of wandering out as the cops are looking around, uh, looking Ooh, for more victims Ray. or what they're going to find, and he gets put <laughs> into the back of the ambulance. He just wants to get the fuck out of Camp Redwood, and as the ambulance leaves the entrance, he's once again on the ground right outside the entrance of Camp Redwood. He can't fucking leave because he's a ghost. Um, so it's, he's stuck <laughs> <It's>
0: like, there, <laughs>
1: there with 1970s Camp Castle. Um, but we like, <laughs> get the, the ending shot, which I fucking loved, of Dakota coming back as a ghost and shooting the cop to death, realizing she's stuck there, so let's just have some fucking fun. You know, let, let's just cut shit up because I'm a ghost. I can do whatever the fuck I want. But then you have Ramirez and Jingles in a cop car that they stole riding out of the camp going, hey, seatbelt. Seatbelt. ha <laughs> ha, Richard, you got me. We're dead. We're going to have fun together. I can't wait for that Perfect Strangers reboot with Ramirez and Jingles. <laughs>
0: They're going to get in the farm and live together, <laughs> you know, stabbing people left and right.
2: There. No, silly. They are gonna be running into full house. Okay, we're not going mm. to with those two. This is full house. That is uh that's Joey and Uncle Uncle Danny. <laughs>
3: yeah, oh, no. Danny They're Danny, gonna go God, help raise gonna, the kids. Uncle, hey. Uncle
2: Jesse, Uncle Joey Lord. and
3: Uncle Jesse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> have mercy. And yeah, that's probably what's going to be the fucking next episode. They're going to be help raise a baby <laughs> in the full house storyline. Um, but I, like I said, they did uh, do a preview for next week's episode in which we see Xavier as a ghost along with Dakota, and they are fucking completely insane and killing people that come into the camp and having a great time with it while Ray and the 1970 camp counselor were gone in fucking terror. My question is where's Donna? haven't seen her. After Jingles left her in the cabin, she's gone, so they gotta fucking bring her
3: back. Figure
1: out what they're going to do yeah. with her. What's going to happen I with
3: Brooke really, and Margaret? I really dug the storyline that they brought in with Donna with her fucked up father and stuff like that. I oh, was really digging yeah. that at the beginning, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, baby, you want to And just a whole collection of um, photos of victims of, <laughs> that he's put up on the wall. You know, yeah. because she, because she thought, uh, you know, mom and Donna thought that his dad was cheating on him. Well, kinda. But. Yeah, he, he kind of was. was. He was killing too.
1: It was fucking and killing. I mean, you know, he was getting two out of the way. Uh, but yeah, it was a great reveal at the beginning with the woman tied to the bed. Her guts are hanging out, but she's still alive and she's still fucking kicking and screaming. She's like, oh, don't worry. I'm going to put pressure on it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: that's going to save her. Her fucking spleen's hanging out of her side. No, she's going to be fine. Put a bed sheet over it. It was a great episode, great twist. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to tonight's episode because three episodes left, and they do have a lot to tie up, so I'm looking forward to what they bring because this episode was, was perfect because we still have the ghost of, of uh, the other guy walking around, uh, Trevor. He's got to be around somewhere. He died at the camp, and Chet Birdie, she's got to be around too, so I wonder if they're going to bring them back as ghosts well, in some way. I would well, love to to come back.
3: Well, then also, does that mean the cop is going to come back? Yeah. Yeah, he would
0: come back because he's dead. He can't leave the camp now.
3: So now you have a cop there too. <laughs> you know, so he's going to be wandering around for eternity in this camp that he cannot leave. So I'm he's going to be—he's going to be—he's going to be the Captain America of the group. Going, you can't do that, guys. Stop it. Language. You <laughs> just say language. That's going <laughs> to be that guy. <laughs>
1: I'd love to see it, but yeah, like I said, uh, tonight, uh, ten o'clock Eastern time, that new episode, episode one hundred premieres of American Horror Story nineteen eighty four. So next week, as long as we all watch it, I know I'll be watching it. We could talk about it.
3: Oh hell yeah! uh, Only three episodes left to go. (laughs) Fuck yeah! Yeah,
1: we'll clear it. We'll we'll get it out. And that's what I've liked about it so far is that we've been able to catch up on it individually and bring it up on the show. And keep it kind of current. So for people listening and watching at home, they can keep up with it and uh, hear our thoughts about it, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, or right. if you so, haven't
2: been watching it, we've been spoiling it for you. And doesn't that suck? We're just assholes like that.
0: <laughs> oh, they don't care.
1: We're, we just want to hear those boys talk about American Horror Story. We want to hear a spoiler because I didn't watch it yet. Like the doc <laughs> is two episodes behind. Sorry, doc.
0: I know you don't listen anyway,
1: but I hope you do. <laughs> think kinda like, <laughs> yeah. They're
2: kind
0: of like, They're kind of like
2: strangely southern in a weird sort of New Jersey way too. They're like, you know, we just want to hear those strange boys talking about all that kind of stuff.
3: They you got the know, northern all that,
0: accents. Mm-hmm. All that spooky stuff. <laughs> give, me the, you give, me give me the spooky shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is spooky shit. Oh,
1: spooky. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we like it when they
1: cuss That's my favorite part Cause they say the F word and they don't even care Did you hear him say the F word mama I did
0: it was great Those guys are crazy Oh, oh the ghoul said it again yeah. Oh man Put another one on the board for the ghoul He just said the F word again That's 15 for the show we get your twenty. We do it Okay. Listen, man. I am the
2: representation of innocence on this show. Okay.
0: okay I don't yeah. What the fuck do <laughs> you say? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's one for the monkey. Put it up on the board, model.
3: He just said the F word.
0: we will five away from her shot. <laughs> uh, it's a shot. Well, I,
2: I would hate a running tally of that, man.
0: You're like yeah. You're just going
2: straight to hell simply because of all the cursing you did on air when you were doing Talking Terror, man. That's all fantastic. Oh I
1: know. (laughs) <laughs> I already know I'm going to hell, <laughs> so I might as well have a good time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's another one. Oh shit, you said it again, Mama. This is the best episode ever. This is like Christmas. <laughs>
2: monkey, cur- monkey curse without context, man. That's real bad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. That's two points. That's two because he didn't even have that context. He needs to have context to curse. I'm getting two. I'll put two up on the board. <laughs> I hope somebody's doing that. I would love it, but. Um, getting into some hard so, news I have for tonight. Um, well, do, to I, talk... do you want to do you okay. want to
3: cover creep show at all or no?
1: No, because the only ones that watch it me and you. So I don't want to spoil it for the ghouls. Yeah. I don't
3: want to spoil it for... I, 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 uh, slacking,
2: man, you know, I've, I've had slacky daddy uh, days. Like, all I saw with my, you know, my A-list last week was Gemini, man. You know, I didn't use any of my uh, passes. And then when I did yeah. finally use my, my pass again this past weekend with Donovan, I saw Joker. Yeah. So now I've seen Joker three times in the theater.
3: Yeah. I'm like halfway to, to Endgame at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, f- fuck, man, what are you doing? We got a job here. You know, we're supposed to be covering horror, <laughs> Stefan. What are you doing? You're going out, hanging out with fucking celebrities and shit like that. Listen, <laughs> man. I'm so <laughs>
2: sorry, monkey. Now, I've got a whole slew of movies coming up this week though, so yeah, oh, yeah. I'll be definitely yeah, catching up on Creep Show, but I am excited, man. I got uh, I already got my ticket for Jojo Rabbit tomorrow. Uh seven o'clock in Freehold that is finally moving out to a couple other theaters and I'm glad that it wasn't one of the distance ones for me. This is like local, right down the road. Um, the Lighthouse is releasing this weekend. That's uh, that looks real interesting with Will oh, yeah. and Robert Pattinson. It's a black oh, and yeah, finally coming out. what else was there? There are a couple couple things coming out this particular weekend that I'm I'm kind of thrilled. So, but that's already well. No, Jojo Rabbit's one. Lighthouse is two, and then then there were. I know all my passes are pretty much already called for for this coming week. So. You I'm looking like forward you tired, to
0: that
3: too. No <laughs> <broad. laughs> so, so what do you want to cover in horror news then, King?
1: Uh, all right. So, one of the things I wanted to talk about was The Walking Dead. I don't want to talk about the new season. I actually want to talk about casting, because uh, this is an actual interesting article I found earlier today uh, that I posted on the Talking Terror Facebook page. Uh, we all know the character of Negan, played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan on the show. He's currently still on it. He is living. He is fine. He started off the show as the badass that so we know he is, killing off Glenn and Abraham. But in an alternate universe, what could have been? Who could have played Negan? And I can give you one actor that was actually up for the role and almost got it, Matthew Lillard. What? Almost got the role of Negan. He, ca- he went in for a yeah. casting audition. He went in for that role. They said, we love you for that, but we want you to do it a little bit more serious. He did it. He was in Atlanta for it. They said, you're in contention. And the next call he got was that Jeffrey Dean Morton got the role. What would you say about Matthew were playing that character?
2: Not enough menace. He could not do menace. Nope. He could do weird. He could do comic. I could see him doing villains, but I can't see him doing menace. I can't see him putting – like I can't see you sitting in a room with him, and just mm-hmm. his very aura
3: presence makes <laughs> you
2: feel uneasy. Like, he might just basically turn around and bash your fucking head in with that bat at, at any second because you just don't know what he's going to fucking do.
3: No. Uh, monkey. what do you think? Willard, as an gets- yeah <laughs> Yeah, I completely agree with the ghoul. It's like, because Lillard can act his fucking ass off. But, uh, yeah, just to be able to convey, like, just pure evil is like, he, it, he, he just doesn't seem to have that kind of range. You know, I, I don't see him being able to pull off, like... The, the Negan that we have now, just like the ghoul said, <laughs> just that presence on screen.
0: <laughs>
3: Would have been mm-hmm. cool, but at the same time, you know, maybe cast him in another role, but definitely not as Negan. What do you think? You know.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a fan of Willard. Um, I love him in SLC Punk. Uh, Scream, obviously. Uh, he was great on Twin Peaks to return for the character he played. He has range, but he doesn't have psychotic range. He does not have... Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who can command a screen type of psychotic. Um, he could play crazy. We've seen him scream. We know he can play manic and crazy, but not in the way, like the Gullet said, that Jeffrey Dean Morgan can play Negan. When he walks into a room, you're not afraid of him in the way that you'd be afraid of Jeffrey Dean Morgan. You feel like you no. know what he's going to do and not be afraid. Like, you might be a little bit scared, but Jeffrey Dean Morgan, he could play really fucking nice one second and then bash your fucking head and we'll see you the next. That's what you need. Mm-hmm. You need that kind menace. of heavy for that role. Yeah, menace. Exactly. Nailed it. Hit it right on the head. Literally.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah,
1: I think, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a fun, you know, alternate universe kind of take on it. Matthew Willard is meekin, but we didn't get it. We got Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and we're happy for that. Um Stephen King, we've talked about him many, many times on the show. I know. Can you believe no. We've talked about Stephen King on the podcast.
0: No way. <laughs> we have. <laughs> um,
1: but there's actually two things I wanted to talk about. One is that his home in Bangor, Maine, he's planning on turning it into a writer's retreat uh, within the next year or two, uh, where up to five people can live there and have complete access to his archive for research and scholarly purposes only and by appointment. Originally, it was reported that it was going to be a museum where you could walk in and see his archives and check out the house. But no, he wants to save it exclusively for writers, people with a passion, people that want to write, and give them kind of the tools to write their project and make it happen. And I think that's fucking fantastic for King to do that, to give people a chance to actually live in his house, to write, to have his his, uh, drafts and everything like that at the fingertips, and create their own visions of terror. And I wanted to get what you guys thought about that.
3: Are they gonna? Is that, Are they gonna be able to like look under the floorboards for like bags of cocaine? Mark, you know, marked, you know, the cure for cancer or the cure for? Oh, no, he did AIDS? that already. <laughs> he did that already. It's gone. <laughs> yeah. He's hanging
0: out with Pedro Guerrero. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: but thoughts on the writers
3: retreat at his actual home, Banger. What do you think, Gool?
0: I don't know. Well, this no is the one with
2: what? Where you can, you can win like 20000 bucks or whatever it is? No, you can Why actually the... stay
1: in his house with four of the oh, writers so, and I actually mean, create totally your book. I'm totally
2: in the wrong story. My head was like looking at something else for a moment. I'm sorry. Nope. Which, which one is this? Which news piece is this?
1: <laughs> Stephen King's home or in it. Bangor, Maine, where he lives right now, is going to be turned into a writer's retreat for five writers to okay. live and create their masterpiece. So I wanted to get your thoughts on that because I think it's kind of cool that an iconic writer like that would actually turn his home into a retreat where you can actually stay there and focus solely on your writing and have his complete archives, including the drafts that are unavailable to the public to view and get inspiration from.
2: Interesting. I mean, I, I guess, I mean, I'm sure the place is isolated and all that. I mean, is, are they going to have to pay or is he going to pick and choose like who's coming up? And I mean, this is to right like Have these things published or what, you know?
1: I would assume he's probably going to have to try to get them published because why else would he do that? But he might just say you're having them do it on their own. Like you can come here for the inspiration, but once you write your thing, you got to fucking get out and do it on your own. You know, that's what I'm thinking. But I don't know. The details are kind of limited right now, but he just wants to turn into a retreat. Go ahead, Monkey. You're making noise.
3: No, it wasn't.
0: But uh, but what
3: but what they are but what they are telling you is that it's secretly all gonna be filmed. It's gonna become a new reality show and Stephen King is gonna be there hiding in the shadows to just jump out every once in a while to scare the living fuck out of you while you're there in the house. I'd watch that show in a fucking
1: second. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so goddamn excited. Just have Stephen King pop out of a fucking closet with an actual yeah and you're like, Oh my god, I completely fucked up that page. I got to go
0: back now. It didn't save. Ooh. Yeah, we like, have drama now. <laughs> I think it was. And be then like,
3: <laughs> and then Stephen King votes them off one at a time. <laughs> <laughs> but, um,
0: have you looked but, at have you yeah.
3: you have you personally since you like to write? Have you looked into this king about? I have. have you found and like I
0: said.
1: I have, yeah. but there's limited information so far. All he he has said so far is that Tabitha and I are opening up our home to writers. Once we have it more fleshed out, once we make everything kind of solid, then we're going to start releasing details on how you could be a part of this writers' retreat Um, and stay with us and write your things.
3: Okay, so it's not like they are moving out of the house. They are definitely staying in the home? No, they're going to
1: open that with the writers' retreat, and then they're going to open up another home for themselves on the same property. Oh,
3: okay. So Either they're essentially
1: building a new home. Yeah, oh, okay. they're essentially building a new home on the property. And they said that's what a lot of it has to do with is just the uh, lot distribution. And if they could actually physically do this on the property that they actually own is to build a new home next to the original just so they could be at the you know fingertips of the writers. You know, if they need advice, if they just need some inspiration, Stephen King can be right there to kind of cheer them along.
3: That would just be fucking cool as shit, just be able to just have breakfast with fucking Stevie King. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. That to me is like the selling factor, and like I said, like you had just mentioned. Once the details become available, I definitely want to check it out and see if I can be a part of it, because I would love to go to Banger Maine, for however long he's willing to keep me there and just write and, you know, just talk with him and then hopefully, you know, make something happen. I think it would just be like a dream come true.
3: Yeah, I could definitely see that. as something kick-ass. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So what else you got, King?
1: So speaking of Stephen King, uh, not that long ago, I had talked about it on the Facebook page. I'm not sure if I talked about it on air, about how Stephen King talked about 2019's Child's Play remake as being pretty funny. How, yeah, yeah I thought it was pretty funny. And then I kind of made the joke about how, well, he didn't write it. He didn't direct it. He didn't do anything with it. So he's not going to find it great. As it turns out, Entertainment Weekly this week, actually asked him about picks for the Halloween 2019 season. What's a book, what's a film, and what's a TV series that he recommends for 2019 Halloween. And he recommended Child's Play 2019 as his pick for the Halloween season. And I'll actually try to see if I can find a direct quote. Uh, What he said was, I didn't go see it in the theaters because I thought, well, this is just another warmed-over sequel. Mark Hamill does the voice of Chucky, and I just fucking love this movie. I laughed and I cried, and the thing's in there. Everybody who's in the movie does a terrific job. Smart script, and it's a load of fun. It really is. It's gruesome as hell. So it goes from, it's pretty funny, to, like, I fucking love this movie.
0: <laughs> so
1: I don't know what changed. If he watched it again with, like, a different mind, because he saw it once, and now he's going to see it a second time. But he is definitely in the, the Child's Play 2019 camp. Um, wanted to get you guys' opinion about that, because I love it. The fact that he kind of did that uh, little 160 there. And uh, says it's his favorite.
3: I'm going to let the ghoul take this because I still have not seen 2019 Child's Play. So, one. Ghoul, one what do you eight, 180, you mean? 180 after <laughs> 160. Yes, <or> 160. <laughs> yeah, no. That's like not even halfway.
2: <laughs> that's 20. like
0: quarter? <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, no. That's said <laughs> 2019. <laughs> a quarter would be 80. Oh. I'm not even a math guy. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> see, moving no, on. No, it's 80.
0: No, man. no. See, uh, there, I
2: am wrong. A quarter would be 90, okay, like a 90-degree okay. angle. Jeez, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. Uh, See, this is we're what happens, smart. kiddies, when you don't go to school.
0: um, <laughs> you don't pay attention, or you just
2: sit there and watch horror movies. Even better, is, see, this is what happens when you have attention deficit disorder. Um, yes, I heard you say something about Child's Play
0: 2019, but what exactly were you saying about
3: it? Holy well, shit, King went what are from, you doing this episode? Man, <laughs> um,
1: Stephen King went from saying that it's a pretty funny movie to saying that it's his fucking favorite movie right now. And, you know, it's not a warranted one. That's what I'm trying to figure out because it's not like he has a stake in it. It's just for some reason he went from saying, "Eh, that's pretty funny, I guess, to like, this is my favorite fucking movie right now. 2019 Halloween season, this is my pick. So I was like, okay, well, good for him, but weird reversal.
2: Uh, Who knows? Maybe he's got something to do with the distribution rights. Um, Or, I mean, maybe it's just what he's calling his favorite out of this entire season so far. Uh, And that, you know, I guess you can get it. Didn't that come out like three months ago, though? So it's not even part of this Halloween season. Um, No,
1: yeah, it came out like a month or two ago, yeah.
2: Well, yeah, well, it came out during the summer, though, the movie in theaters. You know what I mean? Because it's been available on... You know for like digital for the last I don't know three or four weeks Um, But either way again is the movie A serviceable movie yes it's definitely Not the greatest freaking horror movie ever Or anything like that if you don't watch it Go ahead enjoy it it is what it is It's a fun little romp it didn't need to be called A child's play movie we've gone over All this stuff man it's you know
0: We have like
2: we like to say about a lot of things Go watch the fucking movie And make your own damn opinion (laughs) <laughs> and it also leads to
1: me, I don't always, I I like to plug podcast every now and then. This is one that's a favorite of the ghouls as well. We Hate Movies, they're in their spectacular season, covering different horror movies. And this week they released their live edition of Child's Play from 1988. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, I recommend it. It is so fucking funny that it, it's hard to, you know, sit on a bus and not be like the Joker and laugh hysterically as you're listening to these guys break down Child's Play from 1988. So if you haven't listened to that podcast, highly recommend it.
0: Yeah, I've been
2: listening to it. It's a live one from a couple, uh, I guess, a couple months back. Uh, Probably when they make yeah. mention of uh, the, the Bride of Chucky, which they, they released, uh, uh, I don't know, I want to say, what, two months ago or something like that? Um, mm-hmm. like, timeline's always all screwed up, though, from all this time traveling I do. But uh, but regardless, yes, they uh, they are in the, in the midst of the Halloween spectacular. It's always a great time for those guys. They are extremely funny. Um, yeah, you know, again, we... We we play friendly with everybody, man, so I don't
0: know, I'm going <laughs> like to
2: sit here and, and bash other podcasts and all that stuff, you know, is what it is, no, man, I they, they have too. a good time, they're good people, I'd lo- I'd love to go and hang out with them one day, you know, I know they're, they're located in New York, I think,
1: so. They are, yeah, I mean, I would love to see one of their Halloween uh, movie marathons that they do, like, every year at uh, the Jacob Javits Center, I think it is in New York, um, I know that they do that, but... um uh, this speaking one, of Halloween so movie
2: marathons Just real quick If I can plug something man So you mm-hmm. want to plug shit? I'm going to plug shit
0: Go uh, ahead. Plug speaking away.
2: of Halloween I think we've only got two weeks left Of the uh, Mahoning drive-in uh, I might be wrong mm-hmm. There may not be two oh. There may only be one But what I do know is that this weekend Is going to be Halloween Ooh. Ooh,
0: Friday night everybody okay. In
2: the Mahoning drive-in is going to be Halloween 1 and Halloween 2, and knowing the boys there and girls, uh, for the people that camp out, obviously they always do like an extra little bit, extra movie or whatever. It'll probably be the ever-wonderful Halloween 3, because, you know,
0: season of the, it's I'm there. So, I, like I like that one. So, I do. I do too, man. <laughs> <laughs> we if that's
2: not what they do I'm sorry They never tell you what they're going to do Until the night of At least as far as I know I'm not in the know uh, And I know on Saturday night though They are going to be doing Halloweens 4 and 5 And again I don't know what bonus movie They'll be doing after that If any uh, But I'm almost sure They always do that So if you're camping Again it's $10 per head to get in $10 to camp overnight So you know Two people $30 Real easy um, But yeah It's a great time Bring your tent Bring some blankets. Enjoy yourselves. You know, it's, it's it's a lot of fun. It's nice. It's a beautiful area. It's nice fresh air. Big. Hopefully, you get nice clear skies. A great great environment and a great theater, man. And good people.
1: Excellent, excellent. Um, so Stranger Things season four has begun filming in Rome, Georgia. So it's well on its way. I don't know when the release date is. Nobody does, but we just know the filming is underway. Uh, But one of the interesting things that somebody posted on Twitter is that Sheriff Hopper's police truck has been seen on set uh, during several things that they've been filming. So it leads a lot of people to speculate whether or not David Harbour's character, Sheriff Jim Hopper, is actually dead or whether this is just them showing the truck on the set because the truck's not going anywhere. Jim did. Uh, so I wanted to get what you guys think. Would you like to see him back? Because I know I definitely would. I'd love to see them see a resurrection of Hopper in some way.
3: Well, yeah, definitely. Especially the way they sit there and gave him a lot of character this past this past episode. You know, he was finally coming into his own, and just as you start to like him, you start to get to know him, and then he's taken away. You know, so yeah, d- definitely give him a chance to get some more story.
0: Cool.
2: Listen, man, I've been saying it since the season ended, kind of, you know, so if you haven't watched it yet, spoilers. I (laughs) I mean, if you don't see the guy die, he didn't die. You know, I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of just at that point where it's like, you know, if you haven't figured that out with movies yet. (laughs) Like I said, sorry about that. Very unprofessional, but there's that phlegm thing that I was talking about. There Um, it is. You know, it's, it's kind of a trope. If you don't see the death on screen, there's always a good chance that the death didn't happen, especially when it's an important focus point character like Hopper. And I don't know what you're talking about, finally getting to like him, man. I've liked Hopper since season one, man. The guy's freaking Me
1: awesome. too. <laughs> yeah. David Harper's an amazing actor. I've always liked him as Sheriff Hopper. You know, but I, I agree with the crowd with the monkey, though. They definitely gave him a lot more to do in season three, I felt with his character and having a little bit of a story arc more often than he did in season one and season two. So I thought the more Hopper that we got it was actually the better. Sometimes it's less is more with a lot of these characters. But with Hopper, I was ready for his own spin-off series. When are we gonna get Hopper Nights? <laughs> Where's just him investigating crimes and <laughs> <with>
0: Hawkins? <laughs>
1: you know, I'd watch that show.
0: Good <laughs> Lord.
2: I'd be all that's, got like ni- that's got like early that's got like early nineties, you know,
0: Baywatch. USA
2: or, or whatever. No, not even like Baywatch level. You're talking like Silk Stalkings level, you know? Oh, like yeah. Like sexy saxophone music, some girl like rolling <laughs> up her pantyhose, and it's like just mm. Jim Hopper lighting up his cigar, mm-hmm. you know, and just putting his feet up on his desk.
1: Hawkins, the nuts. Crime is out there, and I'm the cure. <laughs> Hopper next <laughs> Coming to Netflix. <laughs> um, but since we are in the Halloween season, uh, this is not really movie news, but this is something uh, – if you know the site Booking.com, that's where you could book different hotel rooms, B&Bs, that sort of thing. Booking. In Brooklyn, New York, gotcha. booking. there is – Yes, Booking.com.
3: There's actually <laughs> no, a – Not Booking. Adams, like, um, like, no. <laughs> uh, dot
1: com?
2: Like, I, I think I've been there before, but I don't know why. Booking.com. <laughs>
1: but not even to promote that website, but booking.com in Brooklyn, New York, there is an Adams family themed mansion uh, that they have available that you could rent for the Halloween season. So if you go on the booking.com, you can check out the prices and make your reservations. If you're in that Brooklyn, New York area, I checked out some of the pictures and it looks impressive. Like somebody went and did a hell of a lot of detail to make this Adams family mansion into kind of a reality. So I don't know the prices, but I've seen the pictures and it's impressive. So if you're looking to do something this Halloween season, I'd recommend that for you and your Morticia or your Gomez at home. Something fun.
3: <laughs> oh, if only we had the money to waste, King.
1: <laughs> oh, I know. I know. We'd be there. Um, so keeping in line with the Halloween season and news, uh, Trick or Treat uh, is a f- uh, film that I love. And I'm not talking about Trick or Treat from the 80s, which I do like with Chevy Kerr. I'm talking about Trick or Treat, the Michael Dougherty anthology film that came out a couple years ago with <laughs> Sam and his lovable lollipop. <laughs> What of my what has been going on for a long of time. All time. <laughs> I know, and uh, The Monkey, you might or might not be disappointed by this news, but Trick or Treat 2 mm. has been something that's been bounced about for a while since the first Trick or Treat yeah, came yeah. out and became a cult hit. So people have been asking Doherty over and over again, when are we going to get Trick or Treat 2? So they did a recent interview, and he once again was asked that question, where's Trick or Treat 2? And he basically said that the moment that Legendary Pictures is introduced, uh, interested rather, and ready to go, we'll see if everything aligns and we can make Trick or Treat too. But he also went on to say that sometimes when you make a movie, it's better if you don't make a sequel. It's better if you don't make it a franchise. It's better if you don't make it a trilogy. Sometimes you could just make a movie that's good enough on its own and you don't need to go back to the material. And I couldn't agree with him more. I think Trick yeah. or Treat is such an amazing movie that if you don't make one, it's fine. It stands alone as it is. So I wanted to get what your guys' thoughts on Trick or Treat and whether or not it's really worth going back to.
3: I completely agree with the director there. Uh, it's a solid movie. I fucking love this movie. I, like, to, to me, it's fucking perfect as an anthology film. I know that they've done comic books that were continuing the story, and those didn't really work. I checked them out; they they weren't really solid. And they were also talking okay. about the the idea of doing the you know expanded universe of tying Sam with <clears throat> excuse me with Krampus, and it was supposed to be this big extended universe. They were going to try, you know, they were thinking about doing that, and th- you know, then they canned that idea. And but yeah, I'm perfectly fine with this movie. Being on its own, standing on its own, and being just one really good movie.
1: And go, what do you think?
2: Uh, I'm good. I like tri- I like Trick or Treat. I think the anthology series is great. And I, uh, you know me, um, as much as I I don't mind things of that nature, I just kind of uh, at the same time too. There's certain ones that I always like to be left mm-hmm. alone, especially when they surprise me.
1: Hmm. Um, and this one, I have two more things uh, to talk before we get into the movie tonight one of them is, this is a question I'm going to raise to you both and it's something that uh, we got hit with recently, which is censorship um, and, and what <laughs> is acceptable and what is it this actually pertains to Chelsea startup Satanic Panic that came out on Blu-ray recently uh, it hit Walmart but Walmart did the thing where they made a slipcover for the movie and they just call it Panic they took Satanic right out of the title and they put the slipcover as Panic to sell it on the shelves. But when you remove the slipcover, it actually gives you the full title of Satanic Panic, but they do not want to have the slipcover saying Satanic Panic because of the implications of the title. And I think that's just a huge just censorship issue where it's like the movie's called Satanic Panic, get over yourselves. It's a horror movie. Let's have mm. fun with it and sell it with the slipcover intact. So my question to you guys is: Do you think that's a, an issue? Where mm. keep it as it is? Why call it panic mm. when you know that it's called Satanic mm. Panic?
3: Go ahead, Google not You take this one.
2: Okay. I'm trying. Okay, so so as you're going on, I'm trying to actually decipher exactly what you said was the issue with this one. <clears> the, throat> throat> the name of the movie is Satanic Panic.
0: Mm-hmm. And we, yeah. Did
2: they get censored?
1: Because Walmart doesn't want to have it displayed as satanic panic on the slip cover. They want it just to be called so, panic. Right.
2: Oh, so they don't want the word satanic to be sure. shown. Right. Well, I mean, I think this yeah. is the – okay. There we go. You know, this is the kind of shit that does actually annoy and piss me off in a lot of ways, man. Because the reason why they don't want to do this is because, you know, the fucking religious right are going to sit there and turn around and say, hey, we're not going to come to your store and buy our fucking underwear and our, our other shit. You know what, man? That's horseshit. shit, okay? Put the fucking movie in the goddamn store. Let them show fucking satanic panic. God forbid it's got a word like satanic in it. I don't know. The last time I checked, I didn't see fucking crosses and, and you know, crucifixion. (laughs) This is all over Walmart. It's not like they're a religious store. They're a department store. No religious connotations whatsoever. So you know what, man? There should be absolutely no reason for that freaking video. It doesn't need to be altered. Nothing needs to be blocked. It shouldn't be a problem to get. That being said, this is probably good publicity for the movie anyway. Since you can't go and get it at Walmart, go online, buy yourself a real copy of Satanic Panic, because the reality is is nobody really needs to go to the store to buy this shit anymore anyway.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: what about it being a collector's Mm -hmm. item, too? If you go out to Walmart and you buy the (laughs) Panic (laughs) slipcover, it's a collector's item now because it says Panic. It's not the actual title. So, yeah, if you're one of those collectors buy it over at Walmart, fuck you guys, I'm buying this, and I'm also going online and buying my Satanic Panic, so I could have both, and I could have the fucking side. Uh, Monkey, where do you sit you on the What happens phone if you? somebody
2: goes to buy Panic at Walmart, and it actually leads to <laughs> a stampede that a bunch of people get killed, and then you know what, everybody's going to be like, you know, you should just call it Satanic, okay, but you called it Panic, okay, now we're going to sue you, because you called it Panic, and everybody freaked out.
3: <laughs> uh, re- re- resulting in Black Friday ma- massacres and stuff like that. But yeah, but the Walmart has been like this
2: it's anyway, for It's Super Sale a long Friday, Friday, okay? You can't call it Black Friday anymore. That's wrong. That's wrong against our, our <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: enslaved peoples.
0: That's right. Yeah. Wrong. wrong. African American <laughs> <for sure>. Friday.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so That's yeah. Well, why? <laughs> okay, Um. But, but moving on. Yeah, but Walmart has always been weird about this shit because even for the longest time, whenever they would sell music, all right, they always sold the censored music. But then for some reason, they had no problem selling rated R movies, you know, un- uncensored rated R movies. But anytime they tried to sell music, it was always censored, and that's just been Walmart's standard. I don't know why. Um. <clears throat> but then for them to go and do something silly like this just strikes me as – Stupid as hell, but, you know, screw screw them. (laughs) I I, I don't shop there anyway. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Um, So,
1: So, yeah, there you have it. Like, you know, we here at the show, and I know the ghoul has said this on our group chats. I've said it on the show numerous times. I get the issue of censorship in a lot of ways. But at the same time, when it comes to an artistic standpoint, I don't believe in censorship at all. I think you should be able to express yourself in any certain way that you want to. I don't think that you should be silenced from any type of expression that you have. I think it should be out there, and it's for people to judge whether or not they like it or not. It shouldn't be up to some it, standard that it's censored.
3: Especially when it do. comes to our Facebook page. <laughs> and they do, but the problem is
2: this. And from Walmart's standpoint, the problem is the money lost can create a bigger issue, hence why they have to do yeah. it. I, listen, it's, I don't mean to sound like I don't get why they're doing it. I understand it right, completely. Right. I just hate, I just hate when I see these freaking things happen and they, they, they're bowing to this to, to what essentially is just another minority out there because the reality is is this doesn't mean shit. We are a microcosm in the entire universe. When
0: mm-hmm. Think
2: about it. When you fart, okay, when you fart You blast out a tiny little universe that's about the same amount of time that we fucking exist as that little fucking fart particle floats out of your rectum, drifts through the air, you you smell it, you know, like uh, like, 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 uh, th- 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 Mr. Uh, whatever his name was, uh, yeah. the fucking the Agent yeah. Smith in The Matrix when he sticks his fingers in Morpheus' <laughs> nose. And he's like, you, know, you stink, you stink, we stink. Okay, we are the stink of the universe for all of like a fucking fart. So you can sit here and come up with all these different fucking ideas of religion, but none of them really mean shit because we don't know shit.
3: We don't. So hail Satan on that one. All <laughs> oh, we are is <laughs> dust in the wind. Dude. God. We are.
0: <laughs> <Vain>. um, <doomed. laughs> and,
1: and, uh,. <clears throat> So this last one's going to actually tie into the movie here tonight. Uh, If you're in the Los Angeles area, I know that the doc was in California, but if you're in the Los Angeles area, there is the Academy Museum of Motion Pictures. It's going under renovations right now, but they're hoping to open up in early 2020 with some cool exhibits that include Jack Nicholson's red jacket from The Shining, but also most importantly, one of the capes that was used in the 1931 Dracula film worn by Bela Lugosi from the Lugosi estate. So if you're in the Los Angeles area next year, once that museum reopens, check out the cape, check out the jacket. Uh, They also have, I believe, one of the aprons that uh, Kathy Bates wore from Misery that are going to be on display. So it's really cool to see these artifacts being displayed uh, for everybody to see. Mm -hmm. Kelsey. (laughs) And I bring that up because Bella Lugosi Mm -hmm. is one of the characters in the movie here tonight. Abbott and Costello me Frankenstein From 1948 and directed by Charles Denton. So Gould cool. if you have uh, your Things ready let's uh, kick it off Well one last
2: thing before we do Any of this I just happened to catch it As I was just uh, I just saw a notification For it Go ahead. Uh, You know as we do talk about Conventions and the local ones that are that are Roaming around the area and what not One of the bigger ones in this area which is Monster Mania in Cherry Hill uh, March 13th yep. to 15th uh they announced today that they will be having none other than uh, than Sean s Cunningham who will be there uh as one of their guests, so I think that's uh no. you know, that's the the director creator of the original Friday the thirteenth right there um you know argumentatively I guess with Victor Miller at the moment uh but either way, that is the one and only Sean s Cunningham so uh, if that is you know, I would definitely i would definitely yeah. Say, Book your tickets and go, man, because that fucking place sells out like crazy, makes it real hard to get in. People buy. I I don't understand yet why people still buy photo ops without buying a ticket to get in, but then sit there and complain, hey, I have a photo op pass, but not a ticket to actually get inside of the place. You need both. (laughs) You need both. Yeah,
1: you do. I don't know why you thought the photo op would get you into the convention.
2: <laughs> it yeah. it, like right on there. The page that you buy the photo op on, it says you still need a ticket that the photo op does not include your ticket into
0: the convention. <laughs> <Nope>.
2: <laughs> and it's not like they're gonna say, Hey, you can come in just for the photo op, but you can't walk around the convention. It doesn't work that way. Buy your ticket, man. That's all it is. <laughs> you wanna do these conventions? <laughs> you gotta spend some money. You know, that that's that's we the price
0: they can
3: pay for it, literally.
0: Go to, to Masha cut,
3: cut them out. Yeah. Tell, tell them free free yeah. Jason. <laughs> yep, go there. Hashtag free
1: Jason. Calling it now. Free, go there. Free the, free, the yeah,
0: free the J. Free
1: the J.
2: Free the J. F. F. <laughs> J. Okay, that's, that's, what need
0: that's such <laughs> yeah, a F. J. Nice little <laughs> throwback right.
2: towards our, our friends over there at, uh,
0: at We Hate Movies,
1: you know? They like to
2: S my D. We're going to F the Or
0: D and the V. Crystal yeah. yep. Lake <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> <don't legalize laughs> matter. That's, that's all, all I'm saying. Instead, though.
2: <laughs> we have more fun <laughs> saying the words. It's just
0: funnier no no <laughs> <laughs> We speak. We speak.
2: We speak big. We speak big. Um, <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> we use a big word. Talking words. <laughs> about monster mania. To talking about a mania of monsters. Oh, there's a segue, <gasps> huh? We are looking at oh. Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein, man. Like, look, again, for all of my talk about loving newer movies and wanting to see whatever the latest stuff is, this and that, this is the kind of film that, like, you know, this this is what, like, started the cool. These are the kind of things that made me who I am today. So I just, literally, I've been on I, – I got linked into a group recently from a friend of mine from grade school, like, way back in the day in Staten Island, you know. And it's funny, this group's been around for literally one week, and within this one week, all of these memories and thoughts and, and just the conversations of what it was like growing up in Great Kill, Staten Island, in this period of time, it's just been amazing. There's been pictures, there's been tears shed, there's been, you know, we, we found out of the, the loss of a beloved teacher, literally just yesterday, Mr.
0: R P hey. man, my third grade teacher, this guy was awesome. Um...
2: But regardless, one of the things that did come up as well though was WPIX. Channel eleven. Oh, yeah. And Channel yep. Eleven was fantastic for this kind of stuff. Like I was already getting to watch some of it because of my grandparents and things. These were the these were the, the characters and films that they grew up with, so they were sharing it with me. And my stepdad, you know, was a big fan as well because of what he grew up with. But then also having that channel where it was like, Okay, you got some cartoons, and your you know your your weekday afternoons and whatnot. But then like Sunday morning would roll around, you kind of got you know on most of the channels you got you know Bible thumping type of stuff. Sure. You know if you woke sure. up at like yeah, five sure. a.m., you got yeah. Davy and Goliath. You know, which is always <laughs> I mean, it, it's funny. I never realized as a kid that Davy and Goliath was actually like religious based. You know, never I never put two and two together for it. I just felt like (laughs) you know wow, Davy's a good Davy's a good kid. The dog's always keep it out for him and that's it. I never like looked at it and said, Wow man, you know, look, there's a cross and there's this, there's that. It just never (laughs) dawned on me in that way. I just looked at him with the innocence of a child's eyes as just characters, you know. And Okay, Davey. Hey Goliath, I'm gonna stick my finger (laughs) in the electrical socket. (laughs) I don't think you should be doing that, Davey. Um, But regardless, Channel 11 also gave me things like the Three Stooges, Laurel and Hardy, Abbott and Costello, films like this. You know, Channel 5 had kung fu flicks. But again, Channel 11 is the Uh, one that went to all of these things. Kung fu theater. And so, yeah, watching this as a kid, loved it then, watching it now. You know, it still just brings back so many fun memories of these guys. I love Abbott and Costello. Those, they forever for me, those are the two guys that I just will always think the most fondly of from that era. Love the Stooges. Love the Honeymooners. They're my, my second favorite. Uh, i will go Abbott and Costello, then the Honeymooners, and then, you know, Little Rascals and Abbott and Costello. Uh, not Abbott so and Costello. Laurel Hardy and all those guys afterwards. Mm. But you guys, what, what uh-huh. do you guys think? Like, where, where did you guys
3: fall in with this movie? Monkey, go ahead. Um yeah, I grew up with a, you know a lot of the Three Stooges, you know the Marx Brothers, that kind of stuff. Um weirdly enough, this is the very first time I've ever seen an Abbott and Costello movie from beginning to end. Um Ooh, so cool. Nice. Yeah, so cool. I thank you for introducing me to this, you know, these Hollywood legends. It's like of course I know who they were because I've always seen them show up in Bugs Bunny cartoons. You know, and stuff like that, but I'd never actually watched an Abbott and Costello movie, and then while I was watching this with the diva, and I told her that, she was like, what the fuck you mean you've never seen the Abbott and Costello movie? She was like, how have you not ever been able to see an Abbott and Costello movie? But, yeah, so I, I had a great time watching this. It, it was fun just watching this old style of vaudeville type of humor, you know, coming across onto the screen, and I was just really enjoying the time that I had watching this. King, what did you think of this movie?
0: Um,
1: Real quick to kind of resound what the the ghoul had said, because I grew up in New Jersey. Uh, We also had WPIX, and that was where I got to see Chore Theater and a lot of these types of movies. Uh, So, yeah, Abacus was always on there. Three Stooges were always on there. I'm a huge fan of the Marx Brothers. They were my go-to back in the day. Like I love the Stooges, but the Marx Brothers were just the funniest fucking trio that I could think of, like I loved every movie that they released. I watched them all when they were on every uh channel I could think of um but what I loved about these movies was that they were so accessible, like they were always on back in the day because they were safe to play on t v there was no nudity, no violence, and they were still kind of funny, like there were things that you could kind of laugh at because of just the vaudevillian type of slapstick humor that they had um and Avin Costello. Were that group, like the good one said, uh, Warren Hardy, too? I mean, I used to be a huge fan of Warren Hardy uh, back in the especially uh, Babes in Toyland, which I used to watch every Christmas when I was a kid. Um, just it could not get over how good that
0: was for
2: me.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know that one too. Um, but yeah, it, it's a fun movie, and I'm watching it now. I didn't laugh as much, but I just appreciated the fact that they were incorporating universal monsters. Uh, In this movie, the Wolfman, Mm -hmm. uh, Dracula, Frankenstein's monster. And it was because during 1948, they were having a resurgence of the Universal Monsters. So they were re-releasing these movies in the theaters. And that's where Abbott Costello, wanting to make their first movie, decided to incorporate these monsters. Unfortunately, Boris Karloff was not asked to reprise his role as the monster. I went to Glenn Strange for this one. But
3: I thought that Glenn Strange was great Mm
0: -hmm.
1: for what he did for the monster. I thought he was great.
3: Karloff... Karloff was asked, but he turned it down. Actually, um,
0: he, okay, he di- all right.
3: Yeah, he he turned it down. He did a bunch of in lieu of turning it down. He did do a bunch of promotional stills for the movie, like uh, you know, uh, for advertising for it. Like he was standing outside of the movie with the poster and stuff like that. But yeah, he he just turned the movie down.
1: Okay, well, no, that makes more sense.
3: Um,
1: but yeah, it just I, they were a great uh, comedy duo. Uh, Bud Abbott and Luke Costello. And in this movie, they really shine as these two guys working for a parcel delivery service and finding out from Lawrence Talbot from London to not let these crates go (laughs) because they contain Frankenstein's monster and Dracula. Listen, hold on to these things. I'll be right there. And that's why I love Lon Chaney Jr. in this movie because he has kind of three (laughs) (laughs) modes. We need to get these crates. Please lock me up. And what the hell are you doing, Dracula's out there. Those are his three modes in the entire fucking movie, and he's still great to see. Well, you
2: got to remember something. No, he's got four modes, because the fourth mode is when he goes full wolf. So you, you, That's you right. Get the yeah, I four forgot cycles, the cycle The four cycles of the character, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: but, but I love it but, when you know, he constantly is asking them to lock him up. He's like, the moon's coming up. Lock me up. And he's like, why don't you get an assistant? It's like, fuck yeah, dude. Get
0: yourself
1: a secretary. <laughs> Why are we responsible for you? We don't even know you,
0: dude. <laughs> it just it cracked me up but, every time.
3: Yeah, and straight off the bat, like, I was just thrown off, man, because I was like, holy shit, it's actually fucking Lon Chaney, you know, playing the fucking Wolfman. Holy shit, it's actually Bela Lugosi playing fucking Dracula. I was like, this is cool as shit. <laughs> that they, oh, we, you, you know, didn't were know actually that before? Able to get, I didn't realize that they were actually having the actual Universal actors mm, playing their role okay. as the Universal monsters. So, you know, straight off the bat, you know, when we see Lawrence Talbot playing the, you know, playing the role that he did in the other Wolfman movies. I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> it's Lon Chaney Jr. actually playing the actual role that he was in the movies. This is so fucking awesome! <laughs> it was, it was, it
1: was great to see the <laughs> Josie back, you know, removed from 1931 all the way to 1948. You know, still playing this role, still giving 100% as the Count, you know, as he climbs out of his crypt, uh, which is a great sequence when uh, Chick and Wilbur go to uh, Frank McDougall's House of Horrors to deliver these crates after <laughs> hours. And you have them reading the legends about Dracula, and, and you have Dracula coming out of the crate. And this is what Lou Costello does so good, just the fact that he's so animated. You know, he does that great gasping that he does and just pointing and pointing and pointing, and everybody's like, what the fuck are you looking at? Right there, right there, right there. Like, you know, like, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, okay, Wilbur. <laughs> you know Dracula's not real, right? Yeah. Well, he looks
3: real to me. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I really loved, like, the whole, the, the subtle humor that Bela Lugosi's doing in the background of just sneaking around and stuff like that. You know, He's just being, you know, Count Dracula, but... In this context, is funny as shit because he's sneaking around, (laughs) you know, behind Chick and and Wilbur, while they're trying to point him around. But that
2: is
1: changing
3: the character.
2: He's still being the character. But at the same oh, yeah. time, too, there are subtle differences that they do. Like you said, sneaking around. You know, we're going to run into scenes later, too, where, it, uh, you know, these are things that we'll see later in, like, Scooby-Doo cartoons and things, where somebody goes through one door, comes out another side, then they're going this way. Mm-hmm. And they say, you know, Scooby's on top of Shaggy, then all of a sudden Frankenstein's on top of Scooby, and all that kind of stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I, I, again, you know, the, the, the whole routine... Of Abbott and Costello, the uh, the funny man and the straight guy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. They they play it so well. These two. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're obviously their most famous thing is the whole "Who's on first line. Uh, you know, the, oh, whole, yeah. the whole story and diatribe with that. I've uh, I've been lucky enough to go to Cooperstown. Um, and mm. fantastically enough In the Baseball Hall of Fame there They just have an area Where you'll walk, you can sit down Take a chill off, and they just have that Playing on a constant loop um, You know, again, oh, and right. and again and again With, like a, with a small <laughs> delay yeah, it, is, it is just so wonderful to see To even know, like, you know, they've got their own little area In the Baseball Hall of Fame It's so great, man But, like, these two guys, the, the way they work together The way they played off of one another Like you said, it was all about the guests And these He's exaggerated, you know, motions, you know, he's, he's the, he's the boy that cried wolf every single time, you Mm -hmm. know, nobody's ever going to buy it. Nobody's (laughs) ever going to go for it. You're out of your mind. No matter how many times he's proven right. It doesn't matter because you're always going to sit there and be like, what are you doing guy? You know, he's a little kid. He gets a line later where he's like, you know, 30 years. And he hasn't figured out a brain or whatever it is, and it's like, dude, you're like forty-something, man. It's it's good stuff, and I love the way he plays it. <laughs> and watching Lugosi like play into this, just as he's starting up, and he's creeping out of the thing a little bit, and he's like, "I heard the thing open," and it went,
0: "Ee, <laughs> and,
2: and you're getting these sounds and these motions and these exaggerations, and you know that Lugosi's doing it too because he's playing with it. It's just so oh, yeah. much fun.
1: It really is. And and mm-hmm. uh, just acting opposite, you know, Lugosi when he comes out of the crypt and he's putting the electrodes to Frankenstein's neck to revive him, but he puts uh, Wilbur underneath his spell so he can't really move and he just has to stand there and watch. You know, I just love the, his reactions. <laughs> Where he's just watching this happen, rubbing his eyes, and he's like, Is this fucking happening?
0: <laughs> by watching
1: Frankenstein's monster being led away by this fucking guy, Dracula? Um, but he also had the other line with uh, Talbot, where Talbot goes, uh, when the full moon rises, I turn into a wild man. And he goes, yeah, so do other millions of men.
0: <laughs> 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 you
1: know? So little jabs like that, it just, like uh, the ghoul said, it just works in this movie. Like it's little things that well, make you, you, you gotta laugh re- like that. Mm-hmm.
2: You got to look at it this way, too. You know, like, yes. You know, the, the, there's a resurgence of these universal monsters and, and everything, or at least Hollywood's trying to get them back. you got to remember, we just kind of came off of World War II just a couple years prior. Um, yeah. yeah. One of the strong points of Abbott and Costello, they sold a hell of a lot of war bonds during that time frame. You know, they were part of the USO shows. Yeah. These guys yep. did a lot during that time. You know, and and as far as like the 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 movies being a distraction for people at home and all of that stuff, yes. But at the same time, too, now you know, Dracula came out in 1931, so it's almost like when we look at something like, let's say 1988 again, just to bring it up, we brought it up earlier. You look at 1988's Child's Play. And now when you compare mm -hmm. that to, let's say, Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky, however many years later, now it's looked at within a comedic flair. And that's kind of what they're doing here. I mean, we're seeing an early version of that where it's like, okay, we can't scare people anymore with these characters. What can we do with them? Hey, we've got this popular comedy duo. Let's see what happens when we put them in there. Let's, Let's kind of give you a contrast of horror and comedy. And you know what? That It took off. Mm. It was a fantastic little idea because we still see horror comedies to this day. Mm. I think without things yeah. like this, we wouldn't have
3: movies like Scary Movie and stuff like that.
0: So definitely pay for mm. Mm.
3: Yeah. Monkey. And then what, what also threw me off, though, so is like I also have this, this thing like of at the beginning of the movie, we're also introduced to Wilbur's girlfriend, this super hot smoking thing. And it's just, you know, and chicks like, you know, how, how, you're, you're, a pun. <laughs> yeah. you know, how, how can this possibly happen? You know, look at me and then look at you, look at me, look at you, you know, and going <laughs> into that it, and go, you know, and establishing that thing of, you know, the funny, the funny guy, you know, doesn't, doesn't always have to be the dashing one. The funny guy can get the dame.
1: And that was what was great about this movie too, is that who you're talking about is Dr. Sandra Monet played by, yes, one Albert, Albert, who was just so foxy. For
3: 1948.
1: Oh, um, oh, so, yeah, but the man. fact that she's really into him, and then we get introduced to Joan, who we found out I was an insurance agent for Frank McDougal, who's also really into Abbott, so Wilbur, I should say. And he's like, Oh, I got two. I got two. And you have <laughs> Chick constantly bitching about it. And he's like, Well, you know, uh, Chick, if I had two cigarettes, I'd give one to you. And if I had an extra <laughs> pair of shoes, I'd, I'd give one to you. And he's like, Yeah. And if you had uh, two girls, he's like, Oh, well, I tell you to light the cigarette and take the shoes and go for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, It's a, a great line, but when you find out that they're really just kind of playing with Wilbur, they're not really interested in him. They have their ulterior motives. We find out that Dr. Sandra is working with Dracula, who has the monster, what? and who read the book about the Frankenstein and wants to put take the brain that Dr Frankenstein put into the monster and put in a simpleton that could actually be able to bend to his will and that's Wilbur because he's a simpleton so we're going to put his brain in the Frankenstein's you know head and that's the whole plan <laughs> and Jones just wants to find out about what happened at uh, McDougal's house of horrors wants to find out if they really did commit theft you know with the the, the bodies of both Frankenstein and Dr Frankenstein's creature disappearing
3: yeah, but again, I like mm-hmm. here where they start tapping into the storylines of once again, because I want to say I think it was like a House of Dracula or something like that, where they start mixing up the genres of you know Frankenstein and Dracula and the weirdness of Frank uh, Dracula needing to use Frankenstein's technology. Mm-hmm. Oh, did we lose King? Oh, I thought we lost it. No.
0: Uh, no. Go ahead. Monkey.
3: No, that was all I was saying. Was okay, well you dropped, dropped
1: suddenly, so I'm like, okay. Weird? Alright. Nope. But,
3: yeah. nope still yeah, we, weird. Okay, it, awkward it, moment. Moving on.
1: It is the, the house of jacket. but we also have Lawrence Talbert going to where they are from your taking an right, apartment guys. across the hall.
0: <laughs> break the awkwardness, of telling you. Just do it. <laughs> Yeah,
1: I know. We've done that. You just haven't been around on Friday. Uh,
0: but, <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah uh, I, I, I I love with the whole dynamic of when uh, Chick and Wilbur are going back and forth again about the women and everything. There's the one point that Chick brings up the the last set of women that they dated, and, <laughs> yep. and Wilbur's like, and he's like, well at least she had teeth, and he's like, well did you see her one tooth? And he's like,
1: yeah. And he goes, she had enough bridge work that needed to pay a toll.
0: <laughs> I've, been, I've been there,
2: man. I have been there. Yeah. I remember one time at yeah, yeah, I I the Grand is. Union yeah. in Manal, in Manalupin, and I remember uh, it, we were me and my buddy Jay, we were so drunk, like we were like badly drunk and we're walking around <laughs> the place. It's gotta be like, I don't know, eleven thirty, twelve o'clock. We run into some chicks from Freehold that are across the way and uh, you know, uh, I go into automatic game mode. So three girls, two guys like, come on! This has got to be a hookup, you know. So I'm talking to the one that I, I assume is the attractive one, but again, I had major beer goggles on, and I think Jay's beer goggles were a little bit better than mine because he's like, "Dude, she's got a mustache, bro. She's got a mustache, dude." And I'm just like, yeah, "Whatever, man. She's hot, dude. I'm gonna get a hookup with this thing." And yeah, I guess I, I guess I ended up hooking up with this mustachioed beauty, thankfully never saw her again.
0: No, a shame. Uh, it's It's
3: it's okay. It's okay. The bearded na- lady needs love too. Happy
2: memories um, people, happy memories.
3: But we also have Warren
2: Stabbit hey.
1: finally arriving. <laughs> and he's taking an apartment across the hall from Wilbur and Chick. Um and he's telling them, Listen guys, you have to lock me up. It's a full moon, but you also need to find out where the fuck Frankenstein and Frank, uh Frankenstein and uh Dracula are, but lock me in first. And when the moon rises, of course Wilbur's in the apartment as it happens. And you have the Wolf fan chasing after Wilbur to attack him. But, of course, Wilbur is constantly one step ahead of the Wolf fan without even knowing that he's two seconds away from being shredded.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and he just leaves the room. Then when they wake up the next day and they go into his apartment, it's all fucking torn apart. And he's just waking up going, oh, God, I, what did I do? And
3: he's like, hey, oh, you tore your apartment apart. Oh, he must, been, <laughs> he must have been on a real bender.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. probably <laughs> <was>. <laughs> 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 hey, listen.
2: It happens, man. We've all been there. You know, I know I've uh, I've sat down and, and peed on my steps. I stood there and peed on my steps. <laughs> I remember one time I, I came out and I found my ex pissing in the garbage can. That was, uh, that was an interesting one. She got mad at <laughs> but, me for
3: like finding
0: her doing that too.
3: But I was like, if you know you're getting ready to go into wolf mode, why would you get such a nice big hotel room that you know you're gonna have to pay
0: for? It? Well, he, needs space. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> he needs space to be able to wolf out. <laughs> okay. Um,
1: but Wilbur and Chick get invited to a masquerade ball. Uh, so they invite uh, Sandra and Joan along, or they invite Joan along, rather. Sandra's like, well, she can't come. She's not invited. And he's like, well, that's uh, you know, that's going to be Chick's thing, so it's good. That's yeah, fine. You know, we're all going to go to this masquerade ball. And Chick's whole intention is to prove that Dracula and Frankenstein's monster don't exist. It's like, Wilbur, let me put your mind on these. They don't actually exist. So let's just check out the castle, and you'll be fine. But there's things that happen where it's like, (laughs) yeah, they could actually be here. Because we have Talbot in his hotel room going, dude, they're there. Check it out. i got to lock myself (laughs) in. See you later. Again? How many fucking full moons do we have in this fucking movie? (laughs) (laughs)
2: I think it's just that he was a frequent Masturbator and that each of These times is when he had to run in To you know go and uh,
0: Take care of his business (laughs) Well what I really
1: liked is when they uh, They introduce Dracula As Dr. Lejos for the movie And he comes down in his nice fucking smoking Jacket still has the bow tie on And he's talking to them about oh You boys so young want to go Have some fun." Oh, that's for the youth, I tell you. And then uh, Wilbur does this thing where he buries his face uh, into his chest. He's like, "Oh, you're a shy one." <laughs> <He's> like, mm. <laughs> like,
0: like I can only imagine how much fun they
1: had in this set, you know, playing against each other. Yeah. That little playing Dracula, but playing it in a comedic way.
3: Yeah, and while all this was going on, I also really dug that they spared no expense on. To just these awesome fucking sets um, that that were constantly in the background. Just you know the the castle, all of the dungeons, all of that stuff was just you know top notch, top dollar. I was really impressed. Oh, like when by they all find all the,
1: that, the yeah, like when they find the boat. When he goes, it's a
3: broom closet. A
1: like Broom closet. you go down, <laughs> it's got a fucking dock and water and a boat. It's like it's a broom closet.
0: I don't want to go down there, shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's bad stuff going on out there. Come on, you idiot. I'll tell you, there's nothing going on down here. And of course, like we had talked about, Wilbur playing the boy that cried wolf, constantly getting in trouble with the monster, where he sits in his lap and he's feeling his hands and he's like, Whoa! running out of the room.
0: <laughs> yeah, finding the hidden walls. But he's I love just, the hidden know?
2: wall yeah. sequence. That's just so much yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah.
1: Just that constant just push up against it and you get rolled into another room <clears throat> where chicks on the other side are going, Come on, you idiot. Gotta get out of here. We gotta go to the mass ray ball.
3: Yeah, but again,
0: we like, put on the costumes. Goal
3: said, like the ghoul had said, it just you know, this would become classic Scooby Doo stuff later on of just the revolving doors, monster on one side, then gone, you know, then monster again, you know. Yeah and they were mm-hmm. stu- they were establishing a lot of the comedic stuff that would ha- happen later on. Yeah, and the one
1: little bit of a gripe that I do have with this movie is that when Dr. Sandra reveals to Dracula the plans that Joan has being an insurance agent, and, like, everything is not right. Like, we have to wait. Like, we can't do this right now because just things are too hot right now. We have to wait and just wait or bide our time. Dracula seduces her and ends up biting her to turn into one of her, his brides. But the problem is that they did it in front of a mirror, and you could see his yeah. reflection.
3: Yeah they, they, yeah, they screwed up on that one scene. But, you know, it's a minor thing, But, yeah, the fact that they had to do it right in front of a mirror, I'm like, ah, that sucks. I was
1: like, they nah. couldn't have remembered that, that Dracula was supposed to not have a reflection. But, you know, it's one of those things. That I don't even know if the audience was picked up on that. I did, because I'm a you well, know, vampire. I mean, I, I, I yeah. could
2: make the argument, wasn't the idea that the reason why his reflection wasn't seen originally was because mirrors are made of silver, but maybe this wasn't a silver mirror?
3: That could uh, be true, too. See,
1: Adding okay. a little extra element. Okay, <laughs> that could there, be there you go. <laughs> but when Wilbur and Chick get to the masquerade ball, they have their costumes in the bags, and they're like, okay, uh, we're here. Well, for some reason, I was confused. I'm like, why did they go into the masquerade ball, and they're not even in costumes yet? Like, yeah. Why do they feel they, they, gotta think they to have, the have to go into this fucking locker room to change at the yeah. party? Wouldn't you change beforehand and yeah. go to no, the who ball? wants
2: ball? Dr- no, who wants to drive in a car? With a costume on and all that I've been in that situation You know what? I would certainly appreciate Like if I went to some kind of costume party Like we did a big costume thing over in Philadelphia one time, man And you know, Hmm. it would have been great It would have been fantastic Had the location had a place for us to get dressed Now it would have been a mess because, you know, obviously a bunch of drunken 20-something-year-olds in Philadelphia doing it is a hell of a lot different than a fancy pants, fancy dress party in the 1940s. Um, but still, regardless, like the idea of us all being in our costume and then cramming into the back of a cab somewhere and then driving in this, you know, blazingly hot vehicle as you're going mm-hmm. over there. And then you finally get there and you can breathe and now you're cramming yourself through the place. Yeah, I would have liked the place with a dressing room. But the thing
1: is that their costumes were not that intricate. Their costumes were a cape and mask. Like, how hard is that? To put on a cape and then carry your mask into the fucking thing. Like, even when uh, Wilbur fucking runs into the room, in the locker room, and like, look at my costume. Ooh, and he's like, that's spooky. It's a fucking mask and a top hat and a cape.
0: Like,
1: (laughs) what are you changing into? (laughs) Like, it's not that, like, even, even McDougal, he was full on like the devil. You wearing this full on getup? Like he would take some time. Yeah, Chick and Wilbur, they just had masks and a fucking cape. (laughs) It's like, but they have to go into the locker room, where Talbot once again goes, "Guys, you got to hide me. The moon's coming up." (laughs) Jesus Christ, dude! Like again with this shit. But can you just fucking lock yourself in?
3: And Talbot just pissed off as fuck, (laughs) like with the fucking werewolf mask. What are you doing with that? It's my fucking costume. I'm a wolf.
1: You don't even understand, dude. You don't even get it.
3: <laughs> not funny. Not funny, man. Not funny. <laughs> That's racist.
1: I'm an actual werewolf. You just pretend to be one. That's like putting on blackface. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I mean, I think that is the one thing that does show here, you know. And again, thankfully, these movies back then they're they're fairly short. They're not, you know, overly yeah. long. But mm-hmm. the re- but the reality is is these kinds of performances are made for short. Sequences, You know, quick little things, mm-hmm. you know, 10, 15 minutes tops, move on to the next skit. You know, it's we, we still see this to this day whenever you see, you know, like a Saturday Night Live movie where they're taking one of the skits right. from the show and trying to extend it into a full film. It, it's a little bit difficult. And, yeah, I'm, I am happy that we're not seeing them try to... To, to extend it in that regard, but at the same time, it's still, no matter what character they're portraying, just like Laurel and Hardy, Abbott and Costello are always Abbott and Costello. I mean, yes, here they're chicky oh, yeah. Wilbur. It's still Abbott and Costello. Um, so it's not like they've they, they flipped roles or anything like that. You know, the funny thing is, right. and it must have been in one of the other movies, I, for the life of me, I was waiting for the sequence to happen where, where Wilbur turns into a werewolf. Because for some reason okay. I remember that happening in my head, but I think that was in one of the other films. This is one of three, and uh, one wasn't a movie. One was done on like their comedy hour or whatever it was. The Colgate Comedy Hour. There were three. F- there were there were three films planned for this type of thing originally, and the next one I guess has the Invisible Man and and like uh, Doctor Jekyll Mr Hyde and some stuff on the Creature's mm, Black Lagoon. Yeah,
3: yeah, well, well, no, because there was uh, I I saw read that it was the mummy, and then Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde and whatnot. Yeah, the creature from black the black Moon was on the Colgate Hour. Was, right, right. Mm. But I do like the fact that at the masquerade ball
1: they do have the interaction with uh, McDougal. Like I said, he was dressed as the devil, and when they when McDougall confronts them, he pushes immediately against Wilbur, who knocks into the, the dressing uh, uh, setup, and he's like, "Oh, well, you just you you hit him." Yeah, I can call the police right now. That's assault and battery. He's like, nobody saw it. Well, I saw it. And he's like, well, you're not a witness. And he's like, oh, I'm going to get this guy over here. Did you see it? With the fucking night helmet on. <laughs> he's <was> falling <laughs>
0: over his eyes.
1: And he's like, I dare you to do no. it again. All right, I will. He throws him again. Did you see that? No, I didn't see anything, man.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right. I just I like was... the physical comedy of it. And, and then uh, we have the whole thing of... <clears throat> Uh, yeah, uh, the lady, lady time where he he goes off with the lady, to hang out in like I guess that's supposed to be like a big ass swing chair or something like that.
0: That's
3: where the- he keeps a flower for himself.
0: Yeah, <laughs> 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 and
1: he's putting his head on her shoulder and just kind of playing <laughs> with the flower. Um, and this is after Talbot confronts Dracula and says, "You're a fucking Dracula." And he's like, "Well, I'm dressed like him." Doesn't mean I am him, you crazy, crazy boy. Well, <laughs> you go walk away, and that's when Wilbur <laughs> walks off with Dr. Sandra into the, the wilderness to find this little place to sit down, and he notices a change in her, and she seduces him with Joyce like Dracula does with sight, and all he sees is bats in her eyes, and he's like, I don't want to look anymore. I've seen, I've seen <laughs> deep enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I,
1: I've seen enough. I'm ready to go. You know, let's, uh, let's get out of here, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a great little sequence because you get to see the bats in her eyes, and that's what you don't see from Dracula. You know, you don't see anything in his eyes when he seduces people, but you get it with Sondra, which I did like. Mm-hmm.
3: Hey, and in all
2: of the well, well, speaking of bats and all of that stuff. You know, like, that's one thing that I did also, like, really enjoy is watching the transformation yeah, of Dracula too. from a bat. Oh, like, yeah. I know it's animation. It's obvious, you know, you can clearly see Love that it, it's cartoon-style animation. But, yeah, I loved it, too. And, like, you know, in a lot of ways, like, I like to look at that kind of stuff and throw myself back into the 1940s. And, like, you know, like, you know these people weren't sitting there watching that and critiquing it like somebody would today, where they'd be like, no. oh, man, that looks so fucking fake. God, this and that. Like, no, they were sitting there back then. And and it didn't it wasn't supposed to look real. The idea is that this and, was all performance. This was all for the fun of it. This yeah. is the idea of these characters and these actors
3: doing this stuff. And I had fun with it. And all and all of those animated sequences were done by Walter Lance, the creator of Woody Woodpecker. Okay.
0: <laughs>
3: That's, <laughs> That's even better. Um
1: so with, with Wilbur He, uh, Dracula comes in, trying to take him away on the boat uh, with Joan, who's also been hypnotized, taken away. He hypnotizes Chick, who falls asleep, but we didn't uh, cover it, the fact that McDougal was attacked by the wolfman as Talbot. And he sees Chick with the mask of the wolf, and he goes, that's the guy that attacked me, you know, and he's chased off. So now we have two fugitives, Talbot and Chick. You know, they're both being chased because of who they are. The wolf, and, for and we so, have the fake wolf. And for wolf some reason, they're
3: wearing matching clothing. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> they were going oh, to a day later and made this happen to match.
3: Yeah. Yeah, were they on an expedition? You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, excuse
2: me. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: yeah. But we now have... Uh, Wilbur trapped in a pillory in the cellar of the castle with Dracula moving forward with his experiment to remove the brain of Wilbur and put it into Frankenstein's monster with uh, Chick and Talbot in tow to rescue poor Wilbur who's just stuck here and just doesn't want to be there he had two chicks at the beginning of this movie now he has none (laughs) you know like I had two ladies and now I have nobody so this
0: sucks (laughs) I I don't want to be here anymore (laughs)
3: Yeah, and I, I was just enjoying him just playing around, you know, in the pillory, just, ha, ha, you know, hanging, you know, try, trying to get out of this thing so, while well, Dracula just toying with him a little bit. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: and it's
1: just how easily Talbot and Chick get him out of the pillory and try to make their escape. But Dracula knows that he could easily hypnotize Wilbur, and he brings him right back, straps him to that table again that he dumped off the <laughs> one doctor that's in the movie that we forgot to mention. He's uh, working in the castle, but doesn't agree with anything that's going on. Um, Charles Broadstreet, his character, uh, the actor, but Professor Stevens is his name in the movie. I love the fact that Dracula brings in him on a gurney and just dumps his fucking body off. <laughs>
2: <Before>. I started <laughs> cracking up. Yeah, that was just, they like dumped him so unceremoniously. It was just like, yep, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because we've got to put
1: Wilbur's fucking body on this thing. Sorry, dude. I'm putting his body on here. Um, and we have Talbot going to rescue Wilbur. But, again, full moon for the fifth night in a ah, row. So good. he's turning into <laughs> Wolfman as he's rescuing Wilbur. So Wilbur now has to try to escape from the Wolfman. But now Frankenstein's now up, and now he's moving around. So we get this great tug-of-war. With Wolfman and Frankenstein's monster for Wilbur, who's on this fucking operating table being spun around like a tilt-a-whirl, <laughs> <And
0: he's laughs> desperately calling out for Chick mm-hmm. to save him. Chick, Chick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what's <laughs> yeah. funny that, for this yeah. part for
2: us is that uh, for me, anyway, the uh, you know the, the the little monster had come in at this point, and typically she, mm-hmm. you know, she's nine. So she sees a black-and-white movie. It's, ew, that's old. I'm out of here <laughs> Um, type of deal. But yet the zaniness and the fun of the scene, she started cracking up. She was definitely getting the humor of it. She realized that, you know what, this is just silly stuff. It's, you know, and she's watched... You know, she watched the two thousand nineteen Childs play with us. She she's seen mm-hmm. plenty of horror movies. We actually just introduced her to Zombieland this week. You know, and her response oh, to nice. seeing that is just like, I'm going with you to see Zombieland too. You know, I'm like, Great. Right. That's <laughs> just another reason why I can't go see this on like on my A list because I have to wait for other people <laughs> to be able to come with me. Um mm-hmm. I need to learn to keep my mouth shut and just go see things. But regardless, you know, for her to at least still be able to, even at nine, it could get that same enjoying sense of it. Now it wasn't enough though, to keep her interest long enough to stay till the end of the movie. Like whatever lull came next and she was like, yeah, I'm out of here. We had (laughs) talked
1: about the Scooby-Doo kind of attitude of this movie. And it's definitely in the sequence. That's definitely where I'm like, okay, I get the Scooby-Doo attitude because we have Frankenstein's monster chasing after Chicken Wilbur through all these rooms, and they go into the one room, and they decide that they're going to put the bed up against the door. There's no way he's getting through here. Let's get on top of this bed and block the door. We so open the
0: door. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: And they throw the bed up against the monster, and they run to the next room. And they're like, all right, we got him. We're going to trap him in this room. Hey, we got him. All right, we're good. No, he bursts through that fucking door, too. <laughs> like, no problem. Like, they don't realize the brute they're... strength of Frankenstein's monster.
2: Well, it's not even just that, though. They they leave that room, they go into the other, and there's Wolfman and Dracula fighting. So there's danger there. So then they run back into the other room, and there's Frankenstein again. Then they move into the other room, and it just happens to be connected to the room that's got Dracula and Wolfman fighting. And then finally, you know, they go into the other area, and there's Frankenstein at the end of the hallway. And thankfully, Frankenstein gets, I guess, whatever, he gets distracted by, by going after... Wolfman and Dracula rather than, than going after Chicken Wilbur.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and what I did like is that while this fight is happening between Dracula and Wolfman, Dracula realizes he's not going to be able to fight off the Wolfman on his own. He's just going to have to fly away. So again, we get the transformation into a bat, but like a good little dog that the Wolfman is, nope. he grabs that bat and <laughs> dives out the window, crashing out and landing up to the rocks below. So presumably okay. in this movie, they're dead. You know, they're Two no longer here.
2: Two of them. One we just we skipped completely, and I forgot about it. But it made me laugh out loud when Frankenstein tosses Sandra out the window like that. Oh my God! Just yeah. Came out of, <laughs> out of nowhere. Like, like out of all the things in this movie, you know, he just, like, picks her up and flings her out the window. I was like, wow, this movie just went there, huh? Like, and I know it ain't gory, it ain't any of that, but just the idea that that just happened to a woman. Even though she's a bad guy or whatever, if you want to consider (laughs) her that, you know, it was still like, holy shit. And then the other thing that just cracked me up, the dummy they threw out for the wolfman for him tumbling out the
0: window going after the bat. You just (laughs) watch
2: the thing, like, fold in half
0: as it's falling (laughs) down. And I'm
2: just like, yes, this is beautiful. Like, this is the kind of stuff that I love to see in these movies.
1: I love it. And it leads to the sequence on the dock where Chick and Wilbur are running away. Steven says, Joan, she's out of Dracula's grasp because he's dead. So they're running to the dock with Frankenstein's monster in tow. They don't know how to defeat this monster, so Chick and Wilbur get into the boat. You have Stevens grabbing all the gasoline that he could find and lighting the dock on fire. Again, my gripe of the movie, says monster's afraid of fire. Why is he walking towards the fire? He would
2: never have walked into it. Absolutely not. He like, walked no, he right was, into like, it. Sitting there, I'm like, yeah, this is just, it, it just seems silly. Like, yeah, if anything, he would have been you know, scrambling towards the end of the dock,
0: struggling right, yep. with
2: what to do. You know, there's any number of other things that they could have done here. The only thing I could think is that they did not want to um... – he wasn't played as sympathetic in any way in this film. You know, we've seen no, him – No in the other films, you know, kind of played to an almost sympathetic light at times. You know, even in the original Frankenstein you have that little bit yeah. before he accidentally kills the girl. You see that this is a mo- you know, this is a creature that's trying to find what and who he is and where his place is in this world in this, he's supposed to just be a blind rage monster. It's basically like the incredible right. Hulk when the Scarlet Witch does her little fucking tricksy do's and he's got the reds in his eyes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so I guess whatever you can sit there and say that because he was not, you know, anything but just a big bottle of fucking rage which is why he was mad at the fire and he went into it. I don't know. I'm trying but also to, they had that great dummy yeah. though,
1: walking into the fire without fucking hands for some reason. <laughs> When they showed that dummy walk, going into the fire, I'm like, yeah, I'm, no hands on that thing. Like, you know, but it's like, okay,
0: that's the monster. <laughs> yeah. as the, the a, a stick underneath well, the okay, thing he can bob up and down as he walked into it. <laughs> but
3: that's it's, what it's, I took it at. It's because it's he's bad. You know, he threw the woman out of the window, you know, which, by the way, was Lon Chaney. Which, by the way, was actually Lon, Ch- Lon Chaney. is the one Lon that Chaney did that, Jr. Song, doing that by yeah. the way.
1: Yeah, because he sprained um, his ankle, Glenn Strange, so he couldn't yeah. do that.
3: but um, uh, I'm 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 guessing though it's because like the Ghoul said at the beginning of the episode, you know, we're talking about post World War II United States. You know, we have to have a clo- a happy close to the end of the movie where we have to have the monsters die. You know, we we can't yeah. have an open ending and have it be scary. You know, because like you had said, uh, you know about all you know. That era where all horror movies have to have a happy ending, King. You know, you talk about that yeah. time, and you know this was probably why they did that. Well, this was, but I also think this this was still happening.
2: I think this yeah. movie also skirts that though by being a comedy, because you get a very open ended ending here. You know, yes, yeah, <laughs> the the bad guys, the villains of this particular film, are have right. all perished in some way, but we're still left with a very vague and a very, you know, who we know to also be somewhat of a villain, Mr. Invisible Man. Uncredited as Vincent Price.
1: Yep. (laughs) That's (laughs) Vincent Price. And, yeah, I loved it because you have Chip telling Wilbur, there's nobody to frighten us anymore. We're going to be fine. Then all of a sudden you see this cigarette bouncing up and down in the air behind him in the boat, and he just says, oh, that's too bad. I was hoping to get on the excitement. Allow me to introduce myself. I'm the Invisible Man. And they're like, oh, and jumping into the water and swimming to safety. I love the fact that Vincent Price did the voice, and he was completely uncredited. Uh, So good
0: (laughs) to hear him in this movie.
1: He has such a familiar voice. It's like, how do you not know Vincent Price? Like, once you hear Mm -hmm. that, it's tenor, you know. Yeah, but...
3: He was was young. Was Vincent Price... Yeah, I was going to say, was Vincent Price really known yet? Because, you know, again, we're talking, was it 48 for this movie?
1: Yes, it was 48, and he was known.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, He wasn't known after, but he wanted to do this on credit. He did plenty of movies, you know, in suspense. He'd done a lot of radio uh, back in the early 40s. So we're talking 19, don't quote me on this, 46, 47. He did a lot of radio, so a lot of people knew his voice. So even okay. if you didn't know the movie that he was in during that time, they, you know, they knew the, the, the voice. Um, oh, okay. Because he he really got his start, like, in 45. Uh, he did a couple movies, uh, but then he started working with Roger Corman in the 50s, and that's when he became known as the horror icon that he was. Once he started working uh, on okay. the Edgar Allan Poe uh, adaptations, like Mask of the Red Death um and uh, Pitt and the Pendulum. I mean, those are all in the 50s and early 60s, but yeah, he was working, you know, during that time, but he just wasn't uh, the, quite the horror icon that he became later in the 50s okay. and 60s.
3: But, yeah. I'm not I trying to be say, a biographer man, on Vincent Price, but I do love <laughs> the guy. Yeah. No, but i got to say, Ghoul, seriously, man, thanks for picking this up. Uh, yeah, thanks for, you, for your gay <laughs> Uh, thanks for giving me my first Abbott and Costello movie, man. I had a great time watching this movie.
2: Uh, that still blows <laughs> my mind. I really would have expected you to have been somebody who's like, you know, right. again, like ate and slept and breathed, that kind of stuff. It definitely seemed right <laughs> up your alley, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: plus it was like, uh, when you think about it, 1948 Abbott, Costello, Frankenstein, it's kind of like the precursor to Monster Squad in a lot of ways. That came in the 80s -hmm. where they reintroduced once again the classic universal monsters like Frankenstein, like the Wolfman, like the creature. Like this is like the precursor to that. So that's why it's kind of an enjoyable film in that sense. It's like, well, you want to see what came before it. This is what was around. Like this is what people were checking out. And I know how much of a fan you are of Monster Squad, Monkey.
3: So I it must have been so much fun for you. (laughs) <laughs> yep, I enjoy yeah. I enjoy the movie and I when I can find episodes I even enjoy the che- the cheesy 70s t- TV show <laughs> yeah and the one thing for me like I mean it's not
1: really a part of Abbott Costello or anything like that but it's more so for Dracula um, and since we got some time I wanted to talk about it back in one thousand nine hundred and thirty one <clears throat> when they were filming the Bela Lugosi top rounding Dracula at the exact same time they were filming a Spanish production of Dracula. So you had Todd Browning in the morning making Dracula with Bela Lugosi, with his entire crew. And then at night, the Latin production would come in, and that was being spearheaded by George Melford, who wasn't Spanish at all. He was an American director, spoke no Spanish whatsoever, but he was tasked by Universal to make a talking Dracula film for Latin American audiences. So at night, they would use the exact same sets and make this movie. Uh, Carlos Valerius was Dracula, or he's, he was known in the movie Condé Dracula, because that's Count in Spanish. Condé. And we had Lupita <laughs> Tovar as Mina Harker. Helen Chandler played her in the 31 version with Todd Browning, but with the Spanish version, it's a lot more sexual, and it's a lot more violent. There's a couple more Ooh. deaths that aren't included in the 31 uh, Browning version. Uh, Lupita Tovar, who plays Mina, she wears more open-chested dresses, so you get to see a lot more bosom uh, than you do in the Todd Browning version. So it's a little bit more sexual, a little bit more violent. And Carlos hilarious if you ever get a chance to see the 31 version that's Spanish, he plays it a little bit more psychotic. A lot of wide eyes, a lot of laughing. Uh, Carlos Rubio plays Renfeld, and he plays it fucking so psychotic. Like Dwight Fry, who played uh, Renfeld in the 31 version. Great. Carlos Rubio just went off the fucking rails with his version <laughs> of Renfeld. Um, he just just psychotic fucking laughing the entire movie, eating bugs and talking about rats and everything like that. Um, it's actually available on the Universal Collection uh, Monster Series if you get a copy of the Dracula. Uh, it's available on oh, really? there. It, to me, it's so much better in a lot of ways. Like, I love Bela Lugosi. I love his portrayal of Dracula. I mean, thanks to the monkey, I actually have a figure of Bela Lugosi Dracula in my collection. Um, but Carlos Valerius, he is just so genius at playing this character and doing something completely different than what Bela was doing at the time. And like I said, it's, it, technically, it's such a beautiful movie to watch. The same sets. But they knew what to do with the camera that they were not doing in the 31 version with Todd Browning. Like when Grenfell was introduced to Dracula for the first time in the Spanish version, they actually moved the camera up the stairs to do a superimposed shot of Dracula behind the spider webbing that they didn't do in the Todd Browning's version. They only did a static shot. So they were moving the camera in yeah. ways that Todd Browning didn't even want to care to do. So they cared a little bit more about what they wanted to do with direction and with camera angles. So if you guys ever get a chance to check out, audience at home, you guys, the host, if you ever get a chance to check out the 31 version, that's Spanish, directed by George Melford, I think you're going to enjoy it. I mean, it's one of my favorites. Okay. I appreciate it more than the actual top Browning version. But did it have Amigillo?
0: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it is subtitled, if you do find the DVD. It's subtitled. There is versions online that aren't subtitled, so it's a little harder to watch, but it's just it's worth it for your time to see the exact same sets, to see the exact same locations use the original, but two different characters playing you know the same character of Dracula. It's so worth it. Um, so that's my two cents on the 31 Spanish version, and the whole reason I know about that is because of Tony Todd, of all people, who was on Adam Green's Scary Sleepover and talking about how much better it was than the 31 version, directed by Tom Browning. So I actually found a copy on DVD of Dracula, watched it, and I said he's right. Once again, Tony Todd,
0: <laughs>
1: you know, you know, calling it out and knowing that it's right. Um, amazing. So definitely check that out. Um, unfortunately, we're not joined by the doc tonight. So I have no idea what his pick is for next week. I was kind of hoping he would join us at the end of the episode. So Monday, you know, hopefully he'll have something for us to watch and I'll be able to post that pick on the Facebook page. But while we're at it, If you're following us on Facebook, check us out on Facebook.com slash TalkingTerror. We're also on Instagram, Instagram.com slash TalkingTerror. And we're on iTunes. So if you like what you hear, (laughs) review, rate us, let us know. We might be terrible. We might be fun. Who knows? You might enjoy us. But give us a rating either way, good or bad. Let us know what we're doing good. Let us know what we're doing bad. We appreciate the input. With that said, Monkey, thank you so much for joining us tonight.
3: Yeah. Uh, again, Ghoul. Thanks for the pick. I had a great time. Uh. Yep. And I'm your Mad Monkey. Saying thanks for listening and letting me come in your ear. Good night, everybody. Ew. Did of you, you guys
0: check out the
2: uh the, the new Star Wars trailer, by any chance? I didn't know. The, the last I'm, trailer last trailer before the, I, the the big release in two months. I'm getting ready to after the show. <laughs> ha <laughs> uh, yeah. enjoy my friend, enjoy. Yeah, I got my tickets, man. That's all my ticket. So uh, I uh, I'm already set up for the uh for the 19th of December, seven o'clock.
1: Not a uh, fan, so I'll be skipping that. You guys can let um, me know though. You can let Mr. me know how Star great Trek. it is. Me,
2: me, 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 me.
1: I am. I it's... like the beep boops of Star Trek. I don't like the beat boops of Star Wars. We've been over this. Yeah, I don't like that stuff. <laughs> But I'm sure it'll be epic, and I'm sure you guys will be able to fanboy out about it at some point. Um, but, go, why don't you hit us with a plug before we close out the show?
2: So, listen, Halloween is, uh, is like, right around the corner, so it's kind of too late for oh, No that, fucking way. Guess what, man? Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa,
3: Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. You want a stuffed turkey? Stuffed <laughs> <Hell> turkey. Hell yeah. <laughs> You,
2: yeah, yeah. Listen to the monkey here. I mean, the monkey might be, he might just hit the nail right on the head. Do you want to stuff that turkey? Now, whether it is that you want to stuff her turkey, you want her to stuff yours, I mean, pegging is a thing. People are into that these days. I don't get it. You know, I, I, I don't understand the thrill of a woman strapping a strap-on on and shoving it up a man's ass, but maybe you like that. Hey, listen, whatever. I'm not going to judge you for it. But the reality is, you need to get these fuckers a gift. And what better place to get a gift than to go online to Etsy and go to Bonfire Bead Designs? Okay, you want to peg your man? Buy him a bracelet. Buy him a hot fucking Jason Voorhees <laughs> ring. Get him something cool like that. Guys, you want to stuff that turkey? You want to get that cranberry? Well, most you want the cranberry sauce, I and mean, then that gets a little messy. Red wings. That's a great gravy. <laughs>
3: gravy. You 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 want but. that gravy? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you want that gravy, I mean, listen. I, I teach you some tricks. It's about the curvature of the finger and how you you hit the G spot and all that fun stuff. Just look for the rough, the rough patch, man. That's the trick. Find the rough patch and what the monkey just did right there. You know, gobble,
0: gobble, gobble, gobble. <laughs> but
2: regardless, if you want to get if you want to get in there, man, you want turkey time. Like J Lo said, it's turkey time. You know, though so that that's it. That's what you do. You go to Bonfire Beat Designs. You buy her a nice necklace, a nice pendant, some gemstone jewelry. Yo, her panties are going to drop, and you're going to be like, <laughs> ah, ah, and done. Just like that. Give me two pumps like a chump, and you're good. And you know what? She'll be disappointed, but she'll like the jewelry. And you're know that you a winner. You you won. You busted. You're, you're happy. But, like I said, go to. it's not going to happen if you don't go to Etsy and go to Bonfire Beat Designs and buy some jewelry. And if you're not going to do it for yourself, do it for me. Get the Goulet. Every time something <laughs> gets sold, I get even more sex than normal. So just do it. Do it for me, man. Do it for
0: me. Cabo. That's nice. Cabo. <laughs> Gobbles. Gobble. Fuck it for me, man. If you don't do it, I'll kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> gobble, gobble so, yeah.
1: Check them out because it'll be Gobble, gobble time before you know it uh, So yeah, we don't know what the pick is For next week We know that the, the gobble time is coming So hopefully we'll see you back here next week With the doc, with a pick um, So as for me I'm your old pal, the King of Horror G, Saying thank you so much for listening Keep America strong Watch horror movies Hail Satan, hail yourselves We'll see you back here next week
0: Stay scared, everybody. Stay scared.
3: Love you, people. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. <laughs>